Broadcasting from the outer edge of the polar vortex. This is the Coin Rejects, episode 36. And we're back. So who are you guys? I'm sitting here with my fellow rejects. I'm Jordan. Brandon. Ian. And I'm Brian. And you can find us on the web at coinrejects.com and instagram.com slash coinrejects. We never post a Twitter, so... Yeah. Why even go there? Why you, don't go there. Why even go there? I mean, go there and see other people who are funny, but not us. Yeah. yeah. I'm funny. I'm just not there. There you go. Well, I think I'm funny. <laughs> so how's it going, you guys? Good. Good. It's all it's right. Chilly. Yeah, it yeah. is chilly. It is chilly here, but it was nice, man. It was sunny today. Not as chilly as Chicago. Oh, nope. my God. <laughs> wow. Sorry for all you folks in other places in the country. We know it's bad, and we feel for you. Stay inside and play your games. Yeah, yeah make oh. sure to... Yeah, insulate those games so the wires don't freeze up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and uh, actually it rained here all day. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it didn't. Don't come to Portland. That's right. Constant yeah. rain. We have too many people already. Jesus Christ, everywhere I go, there's a new house being built. I'm so sick of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, my, my house is worth more now. I'm fine. Good with, good with that. Roll with it. Roll. And so- you're technically an OC? What? Oregon are we, City? Are we the fucking Portland Rejects now? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Jesus. Forget it. We talk about video Portland, games. Portland Rejects. Not uh, the Property Rejects. Oh, yeah, yeah, property, yeah, property talk property, today. Property Brother Rejects. Yeah. Let me tell you about some uh, hot new markets that are on the, on right. the horizon. We played some the, games. The, I think this the, is a podcast about games. This just played in one. Washington County, up 5% year over year. Did we have a voicemail? No. There's actually two parts to this voicemail. Buddies, what's going on? How you doing, guys? Uh, love the show. Long time listener, first time caller. I uh, just wanted to say, hey, glad to glad to hear that you guys are getting back on a regular schedule. It's about time. I think that's a good way to start out uh, 2019. There. Um, just wanted to say, uh, you know, thanks for filling the void for quality arcade-related content out there. The field's getting a little thin every Tom, Dick, and Harry, and Jason out there throwing stuff out and trying to, you know, increase the knowledge and in their click counts and ad revenue, but uh, I like the way you guys go about it. Good stuff, good stuff. Keep her up. Um, one thought I had for uh, possible topics that I don't think you've covered, but maybe, is uh, games that you initially... Prejudged, uh, initially prejudged, <laughs> uh, uh, based on, you know, stupid name or just a look or whatever. I always thought it looked like crap, but then ended up really liking it. Good gameplay, what have you, catchy music. Do not do the blueprint theme here. Um, for me, I uh, had a couple. One was uh, Nappy. I always thought that just looked like some little cutesy kitty cat game, and it seemed to just bore the hell out of me every time I looked at it in that cab. I was like, what the fuck is that monstrosity? Anyway, uh, back when the uh, the late not-so-lamented Arcade Icons website was up there for a while and having some tournaments, it was pretty fun for a while. Uh, too bad somebody decided to go into home theater business instead of keeping that thing afloat, but whatever. Um, but uh started playing Mappy on that. Jesus Christ, that's a wicked fun game. Totally got into it. Nice, you know, figured out how to get the uh, get the objects in pairs and whatnot and run around and try to avoid and get big, uh, what's-his-name, Totoro or 
whatever, the Mr. Red Cat there when he's ducking down behind objects. But anyway, Mappy, wicked fun. Um, Puyan was another one. Always thought that was the stupidest name for a game. Crappy name, you might say. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, Puyan. Just, it looked stupid, sounded stupid, but holy shit, that has some pretty addicting gameplay. I really, I really like it. Good strategy in there. You can, once you get the hang of it and using your super meat bombs up at the top there, you can, you can go pretty far. Um, one that I always avoided and, uh, and it did not redeem itself. It, it simply lived up to my prejudgment was, uh, Amidar. Fucking horrible game. Jesus Christ. Just stupid. It's not, it's not done yet. Yeah. We'll fix it in post. That game was stupid. Two in the pink, one in the punyan. <laughs> Puyan. <Jeez. laughs> Three, two. Hey, I got cut off, so here's part two. Anyway, I'm a die. Fuck it. Horrible. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, Jesus, I guess that's about it. Don't really have much to add beyond that because lost my goddamn train of thought having to call back because your voicemail cut out and cut me off. But anyway, keep it up. Um, love to hear your thoughts on uh, games that you always avoided but then surprised you and turned out to be good. And uh, maybe even the inverse. Games you couldn't wait to play and then you wanted to burn them down. Anyway, take her easy, boys. Right on. Boy. Rule number one of voicemails, never change your, your accent midway through. <laughs> All right, who wants to take this first? Yeah. That's a good voicemail. Yeah. 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 The only thing that comes to mind for me, it's not a game that I didn't like, but Robotron is one that I didn't play back in the day because it seemed too hard, and it wasn't until California Extreme and being able to play it locally that I grew attached to it and really liked it. So that's one that I avoided back in the day and didn't get an appreciation for it until I could spend some time with it. So that's one for me. Wow. So that was a great voicemail. I had a lot of good a lot of good points. I appreciate that. Thanks for calling in. Mappy is is true is, you know, dear to my heart. I love that game. I think it's a great game and I think it's interesting how many Mappies we have up here in the Northwest. Brian has one. I have one and I know a couple other people who have one. Uh, I had to get mine out of California, but I think it's a great game once you understand it. It's it's very confusing to most players. Um, they, they see the button, and they think you're supposed to be able to, like, jump over your enemies or something. You know, they don't uh, read the instructions. They don't watch somebody else play. But once you figure it out, it is a very deep game, and it has a lot going on. Uh, there's a gent who has a website who explains it in detail. And after reading that, it just opened up worlds for me, really. I mean, getting getting things in order, like you said. And um, you know, when you just see a player who can play really well, it's amazing the way the points rack up. It's it's a very deep game. I mean, Namco was, was at the top of their game with that, in my opinion. So, yeah, props to Mappy. I mean, it's... It, I want. I hate to say underrated game because we we use that a lot, but it really is. And uh, I don't think I don't think Mappy would ever leave my collection. As far as just the way that is so challenging to play, and if you forget how to play it, it'll just like kill you. You'll just you won't get any points. And uh, but when you're when you're on your game, it's a great game. I, I like it a lot. Why can't 
Why can't you jump in Mappy? There is no I, reason I, to I, jump. I, you have the doors. You, you do jump on the trampoline. But you're yeah, you have trampolines. Mm-hmm. Why can't you jump? Yeah, that's one. And even if you could jump, I don't think there's enough room for you to hop over anybody. No, you hit the roof. Yep. Yeah, you couldn't. Yeah, it's so good. You got you just remember. So just remember, you know the um, the the order. You know, you start with the 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 lame prizes, and then you end up, you know, with the Mona Lisa. And it's really hard to get those in order past the first couple stages. Yes, yes. yes. The other thing you can do is just follow the red cat around and wait for him to, because he goes he he has a pattern. So if you follow him around, he'll go behind the prizes, and each time he's hidden behind one and you get the prize you get a thousand points huge points yeah. right there so yeah. if you follow him around like the first couple levels you can get some pretty good points and you can also just like kind of stack points with the microwave doors if you get you know all your enemies lined up mm-hmm. behind them and hit one of those and then boom and then just follow it down and just watch them all go down and it's, also it's really the level sweet. that has the bells on top of the trampolines those are all doable Yep. <laughs> you can get every single one of those bells and get the big bonus if you do it right. There is no reason why you can't. It's just timing. It's super timing with the joystick, and it's it's a great game. Two-way joystick. I love two-way joystick games. Yep. Definitely one that's hard to pick up for somebody to just come in off the street and start playing. When Whenever somebody plays it in my house, I always have to kind of, okay, the door's kind of your weapon, and you got to be facing the door, so it's it's a little confusing and hard to... Hard to start out with, but once you get once you get used to it, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Stunning the enemies with your doors mm-hmm. too. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, I don't know, it's it's a cool it's a cool game. Um, and many people don't know this, but you can uh, plug a Galaga board and board into it. It's the same controls. It's the same pinout. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'd be a hell of an art package for Galaga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, and, and I, I love that big marquee. I don't know. There's something about it. It just stands out in your game room. Yeah, me too. It sure does. Yeah. I will say a game that... Oh, but you never said what game. Oh, yeah. What game you did you... You just sung uh, the praises of Mappy. Yeah. Oh. oh, what game that... Yeah, the question was what game that I... I didn't think that is I really liked... Is, oh, is it and or or? I really think... <laughs> I really think that I liked uh, Lunar Lander was the game I'm thinking of that I thought was lame until I until I had it and actually spent some time with it and realized how fun it could be. And I've seen like younger people, like you know, 20 years younger than me, gravitate towards Lunar Lander, and they just once I showed them how to play it and just the slow uh, rhythm of it, but just the technicality to watching your speed here and there and just it's just a nice way to just focus on the game and just forget about everything else uh lunar lander really does it for me and i didn't think i ever wanted one i might even talked about it on the podcast before that i had all the atari vectors except for lunar lander and i have gravatar and that's the same thing but better (laughs) but once i got a lunar lander i'm like yeah this game will never leave my collection but gravatar wouldn't either so that's, yeah, that's a good one. It is. I think Galaxian is a game that grew on me a lot where, you know, I played Galaga more just because it was at, it was out a lot longer. So, you know, I never saw a Galaxian on location or played it, but I played Galaga a whole bunch and Galaxian was like so slow compared to that. But I've really come to appreciate it, I, especially just the little things like you know, shooting the two um, <clears throat> drones that come down with the mothership and getting that bonus. 
That's uh, what it's all about right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's just a really great moment, and it feels so rewarding. And uh, I just really like that game. Uh, it is really hard, but it's definitely a rewarding game. Uh, and as far as games where I thought they sucked, and they do, uh, Journey. <laughs> uh, I mean, piece of shit game. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Irredeemable. Ugly. <laughs> awful. Overly expensive for some reason. Weird fucking cassette player. Horrible. Don't stop believing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, I've been waiting this whole time to think of one. No, I, know. I don't know. Um, I guess the one that comes to mind is Bubbles, I guess. I don't know. Because it, it looks ridiculously stupid. And you're a fucking bubble in the sink. You're a bubble with eyes and a mouth. But sometimes. for some reason, it's just interesting and, and good. Uh, I don't know why. But it's one of the Williams titles that I've always wanted. No, Bubbles is deep, too. There's there's some tricks on that, for sure. Like, as far as when you use the warps and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Bubbles is a, is a deeper game than it seems like. Um, uh, I'll, I'll, here's a funny anecdote, because um, I like to, you know, have people in my arcade. And, uh, you know, I had just a random guy, and I showed him Bubbles. And, uh, and I was explaining it to him, like, this is a sink. And... <laughs> You know, they, you are thanks, this. Thanks. You are this bubble, and you got to do this and that. And he's all, "What the fuck kind of crackhead sink is this? <laughs> <laughs> Dirty fucking methed out sink, yeah. man. Razor blades and <laughs> what the fuck is this it's all about? Like a witch oh. cleaning lady in there. Yeah. Sorry, Tiny honey. Lady. I left the uh, witch in the sink today, and, um, <laughs> and a couple razor blades. <laughs> I think another game that I've like since I played it more and I was been thinking about the ones that are in all of our collections that I played and then one one of them is Wizard of War. I don't think I've spent a lot of time with that until I played it a lot at Ian's house on his such a great game. On his cabaret and it's so great. The sounds are awesome. That sounds like Jordan sipping his drink are amazing. That's when the wizard comes out. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, I really liked it. I really, that was one I yeah. don't think I played much, and I didn't really pay it too much attention. I guess maybe because the graphics are kind of simple on it, and it was like, oh, you know, it's okay, yeah. I guess. But playing it is it's super fun. Yeah. That, you could say that about, I agree too, that one. But all the games that we played that I've never kind of paid attention to before, like Monaco GP, like I didn't give two shits about that, but the game is fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. And Wizard of War, like when we played Doubles on that, that was, that was really that was really good. That was a good time. Yeah. It's such a great game. Just awesome sounds and speech. And uh, yeah. I, oh, man. I love the art package on that game. Like that has yeah. a wicked art package. And the sounds. Yeah. But you can say that about uh, me in general because I grew up in the JAMA era. <laughs> JAMA. And so yeah. every classic game was shitty to me. And I didn't give two shits about any of them. And then now it's all I like. So um could say that about all the the really good classic arcade games I've looked upon them as like oh that's simple and Stupid. graphics suck and blueprint soundtrack sucks and <laughs> and then I now it's like <laughs> keep on coming we weren't supposed to do that <laughs> yeah I like I like those early games and especially uh, like Exidy stuff because the graphics are terrible but once you actually understand the game yeah. the gameplay is so good so good and especially in the jamma era they traded a lot of that core gameplay mm-hmm. for flash uh in the graphics and uh yeah give me the good gameplay all day yeah. good point about exidy i mean so many yeah. games that look 
like nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adventure. Uh, we were talking about Pepper 2 earlier, which is just a terrific, terrific game. Spectar. I also I really love that game. Uh, super oh, hard good. and just shit graphics. Horrible. But the gameplay is just so good. I don't know if they play tested the fuck out of those or if they just got lucky. But man. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. They knew how to do it. Yeah. They're they're an underrated um, manufacturer for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I get the inverse. The inverse question is the game that I yeah. knew that sucked. That sucked is is the cliche title Zaxxon. <laughs> I actually, I, I, mean, I, I, wanna, I thought I thought I that game. Like it. Yeah, I thought that game looked so badass. Mm-hmm. But then I tried playing it, and it was just oh, bad, impossible, and was ass. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I give it a try every time I see it. I played it two weeks ago at someone's house, and God damn it. <laughs> so fucking frustrating. It's like, where am I? Am I going to shoot this thing? Am I not? I fucking can't tell. It's, oh, it's so bad. Yeah, it's pretty rough. But it does look very pretty. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It does look yeah, pretty Except good. for the cabinet. Isometric. <laughs> I mean, we've probably talked about isometric games. There are yeah. some good ones, and there are some really bad ones. Congo Bongo. I, I kind of like Congo. Bongo. We I have a too. split on this. Yeah. I know Ian likes it. That was the one where it looks really, really cool. Yeah. And then I, I did play it at PRG, and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of frustrating. It is frustrating, and but it's fun. It looks cool when other people are playing it. Damn. <laughs> why, why can I? <laughs> Interesting. Both of those games got ported to ColecoVision looking about the same way they looked in the arcade. I never played those. I yeah. played the MS-DOS version of Zaxxon. Did you did you list a game, Brian? That um, did you talk about a game that sucks? That sucks. <laughs> Arcade uh, one. What, what, I mean, what I looked game at that and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> yeah. What blew your expectations? I was just thinking of one. Now I can't remember what it was. Um, I have to disagree though with Venture. I, I've I've never liked that game. <sighs> yeah. Did we say Venture? I said Venture. He was no, talk, okay. They were talking about Exidy stuff, and yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. That's a game that I don't like. I don't think the controls are very good, and I don't like the. But you get the big stick zooming man. in and out of the. I don't know. I, it's never done I, it for I me. don't think I like it either. I really, <laughs> I really like Spectar <coughs> and the other one that's like Targ. Spectar. Targ. Targ. Yeah. 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 yeah, those, yeah. That, that is good. That's a good simple game. Those two are great simple yep. games with terrible graphics. Yeah. I mean, they're not terrible. They're just rudimentary. Yeah. Yeah. They they get the job done, but the gameplay is there. Yep. A Pepper Two is definitely like. Also right up there. I love that game. I think a game that I'd probably want to like is Joust 2. And every time I play it, I'm like, what mm. the fuck is this game I've about? Why that, are you trying to never do played a it. Pegasus? That's a good one. Or Mystic Marathon. That looks badass. Yeah. Art package. But then it's no, like yeah. a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Ter- yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joust 2 is cool, though. Like, why didn't they just keep the horizontal orientation? I, I think know, it would have been... If they would have done that, I think it actually would have been more popular. Yeah, that's a ridiculous choice right there. To have a two-player game be horizontal, be vertical. It's like the Spy Hunter, Spy Hunter Two, where you get two vertical screens. I've never played that. Me either. Oh, I don't know. You, you don't want. I, I don't like. I, the, I don't like the first Spy Hunter. <laughs> I have a hard time with Spy Hunter. I just can't play it. Well. I like. I like Spy Hunter a lot. Yeah. I can go on and on. Like actually, I didn't. I thought Spy Hunter was like really hard. It is. I didn't like it. Kind of like Missile Command, where it's like if it gets really, you know, if it's hard, right up. Right up top, and I get kind of turned off. But Splinter is actually pretty good. I like it. Uh, another cutesy game, if you didn't grow up with it, Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man. 
Oh man, I love those games. Well, of course, they're, they're amazing games. But I think to somebody who maybe grew up with games in the '90s, they probably look very lame. I mean, we can say that about all of them, but then. they don't. They don't understand how how good they are. I mean, I don't think I'd ever, you know, go maybe, on, yeah, maybe, live without a Pac-Man of some sort. Maybe they're just playing the original speed, which is awful, which is very yeah. slow. It's yeah. hard to say that somebody might not like Miss Pac. That's a hard game to not like. I, I feel did, true, like. true, true, true. <laughs> Miss Pack, I played like in the two thousands. You know, it was just like you would see it. You would see it. Well, of course, I play it now too. But uh, or maybe it was probably the nineties. You know, it was. Sure. You know, I had friends that were younger than me. Like it seems like I always do. But and then they were just like, "This place has a Miss Pack, man. This place has a Miss Pack, man. It's so cool." I'm like, "Yep, yeah." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Galaxian, I remember playing at the time when I was young. I was very young, you know, before 10 years old. And I would go down to the store and play Galaxian, and it was one of my favorite games for sure. Yeah. So it was a good game. Galaga never did it for me. My nostalgia is for Galaxian. I like Galaga a lot, but I've warmed up to Galaxian a lot. Yeah. Not just because I own one. <laughs> I had yeah, I had a good Galaxian. No, I had a good yeah, I had a good Galaxian and uh sold it to a guy for a good price with the promise that when you go to sell this, you know, let me know, I'll just buy it back. Yeah, how did that work? Did he let you know? Yeah, it didn't did not work out. So Aww. word to the wise, don't do that. <laughs> you know, unless it's like your fucking best friend or your roommate or, or something your guitar. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. It might <laughs> Who knows? Maybe twenty years, you know, you'll get it back. With an LCD. It's an upgrade. I improved this game for you, I upgraded it. A nice crisp LCD. It's got a deck protector and a spinner on it. Nice dull LCD. Space Invaders was one that I... That was the first arcade game that I ever played back in the 80s. And I don't think I've ever warmed up to it. Jesus Christ. Fuck these straws. Sorry, guys. Oh god! <laughs> Killing the Earth with those. I think drugs. that was the Space Invaders like bullet sound, like yeah. But I, I just keep on going back to the game. I'm, that's like a huge nostalgia game for me, hmm. where I can let the gameplay be a little bit boring, and just, I, I just, yeah, I don't know what it is. It, it's such a great looking game. It looks so good. Mm-hmm. I remember Asteroids not really doing it for me when I was a kid because I guess by that point it seemed old news. <laughs> and I didn't like the buttons to control the rotation. Yeah. But you know, nowadays it's like I really I really like Asteroids and Asteroids Deluxe. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Great games. Those games hurt my hands now. <laughs> Get rid of them. Honestly, yeah. I mean I was playing Star Castle at a friend's house. And, oh God, it was killing me, man. We were having a good time, but Jesus. Those games hurt my hands <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good topic. Yeah. Way to start out the episode, and Jordan, Jordan's leaving. Yeah, thank you. Please call again. That was a great call. Yeah. maybe Make uh, it a three-parter. Yeah, do two different accents. <laughs> oh, I guess it's a game of the episode time. Indeed. Game of the episode time. Oh, I love this time. That's because you are did. the reigning champion, like, at least two episodes <laughs> in a row. How did you get last time, too? Yeah, yeah, Frogger. I'm the fucking frog-hopping motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, the game was... Black Widow. Ooh. Color Vector 1982 Atari Black Widow. 
Oh, yeah. And what were the scores? I was in last place with 108,025 points. Brian in third with 114,975. Brandon took the number two spot with 115,675. And Jordan, top dog, 137,275. Top, yeah. top grub. Yeah. Top grub steak. But even though I was last, I felt like I was still in the running. I didn't feel like it was a, a distant fourth. We all had a good long game, I think. Yeah, I think we all got to level 22 or better. Yep. That seems good, right? Well, we started at level five. We started at level five. It has a skill step, like and Tempest, if you're if you're not uh, you know familiar with skill step, where you put your quarter in and you can choose what level you want to start at. And if you start at a higher level and you complete it, you get a bonus. What do you think about skill step? I like skill step. I usually do not start at level five. I usually start as high as I possibly can yeah. go. Uh, skill step is just... A more complicated continue system. But if you can start out that way, then how are you continuing? Because you can continue based on what level you reach. You When you initially drop a quarter, you can start at uh, like one, five, or nine. But if you get up higher, you can start. At least you can have Tempest set up that way, and that's the default. I think it's a good way. To, it, it, it's nice. So if you've never played it before, start at level one. Get the feel for it. You know, If you've played plenty of times, just start as high as you can and go from there. I, I do like it, yeah. but it is a continue system. Yeah, like on Food Fight, you can't do it at the, or can you? No, you can do it at the very beginning to a certain yeah. point, and then mm-hmm. so it is. It is similar it's to the that. same thing. Yeah. yeah, and then once you get to the highest level that you just played, you can start on that level. Millipede have that too. I think Millipede mm-hmm. yes. has it too. I think the uh, I think by eighty two eighty three, Atari was very into the skill step thing. I, th- I thought on Havoc though, you you actually had to play the first level. No, so, I don't think uh, you can Havoc start, as well. No, I don't think you can start out at a higher level. And have oh, it. use the warps you have to use in the Havoc. Warps. You yeah. have to use the warps. warps so they made you work for it. Twenty three, forty six. Uh, what's the next one? I don't know. I don't remember. But but I do. You do have a good point about uh, you know if you want to practice the higher levels, it's nice to mm-hmm. jump up there and you can put your tempest on a free level select, which is real nice. Oh, I would I'll, like I would like it if they did. Um, you can start at the higher levels, but you start out at zero. That'd be boss. well. You do start at zero. You just get a bonus. Once yeah, but you, as soon yeah. as you beat it, you get yeah, you get <laughs> all those previous bonus. level points. Not exactly. Yeah, but, uh, Quantum is a skill step game as well. Uh, Atari was very into that by the by the end. Yeah, I mean what what I call the end, right? <laughs> the end of the good games. Yeah, uh, even Star Wars, you got three choices. Use the force. Paperboy, you have three choices, but those are completely different levels. They are. They are. That's a good point. But, uh, yeah, and it's cool. So we were talking about, like, multiple um, crazy high score tables. Uh, Paperboy definitely has that, uh, where you have different high score tables for every game. 720? Does 720 have? Mm, No, not so much like that one, because on Paperboy, you have the different streets, and if you put the same initials for each street, that gives you a... Combined score. Are you saying it's Twin Galaxy ready? So what, yeah. what, what was your comment about uh, the Black Widow high scores, Brandon? Um, about that saving the high scores? It saves more than the oh, top Oh, it seemed three. like that George, or, uh, Brian's score was in there from a previous night. I wonder if that initial was just in there because it's, no. it's the... Oh, Bruce Merritt. It's the, yeah. um, the default score. Like in all of them, it was like 10,100 or something like that. BDM? Was yeah. It, so... The designer is Bruce Merritt. Yeah, so it must be 
his yeah. initials. Or but, the but designer the, could be Brian Middleton. But there's yeah, a top, I could have designed this game. But there is a top 10, and then there's other scores down below, too. Yeah. It kind of yeah. reminded me of a Williams game. Williams I agree game. with that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and most Atari games save the top three in memory and erase the top 10 daily high scores, and this one seems to save the top 10 and then have 10 through 20 erased. Yeah, I think the reason those that only three get saved on... Tempest and Centipede and those and games. Don't watch it, yeah. Well, Asteroids doesn't save at all. Deluxe, Deluxe does. Deluxe. It's because those all used the uh, EA ROM to save, and there's just not that much space in there. So, ROM. So I believe that the Gravatar and Black Widow hardware uses an NVRAM instead of that. So mm-hmm. they have more space to save those scores. I think it's only actually the top five, maybe. <clears throat> I think it's the top five. I think we'd have to turn it back on and find out. Gravatar doesn't do it like uh, Black Widow does, though. I, th- I swear they have only the top ten. In Gravatar, as you're... Well, I guess this is unrelated, but as the scores get better, they name the high score list a better name. You start out with the flunky list, mm-hmm. and then there's like, you know, maybe four or five different, you know, until you get the ace list or something like that. Captain. You're pretty yeah. familiar with that game when you passed out on it. <laughs> <laughs> That nice. was not a high score night for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Flunky. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think Black Widow is definitely a game that has grown on me. I kind of throwing back to that first voicemail. You know, it definitely. You didn't uh, like. You don't like. You didn't like that game. I know. Yeah, as I said, but I've played it a couple times now, and uh, I think it's a good game. It's I, interesting because like you it. have such a disdain for Robotron. Yeah. Yeah, Robotron it's it's is less hectic fucking bananas, and yeah, that's what's great about. But you like this game? Games. This game, I don't. It's two bananas. <laughs> it's not that uh, bad when you focus. It's like we were talking about uh, as we were playing. You know, how hard does it ramp up? It doesn't ramp up that hard, no, and so you get you get a good game. You know, you get to sit there and have a good feeling game, and. You know, pretty much any game where I can score 100,000 points, I feel like I'm doing pretty damn good on that game. That's because you so. started out at level 5. Also, lots of different <laughs> but, enemies. But this is the first time I've played the game in probably a year. Yeah. I don't own one. I'm not, like, I don't play this type of game that much. So, it felt pretty good to walk up and have, like, what I felt was a pretty decent game right off the bat. That, that's what I consider a, a good game design, is when you yes. feel like you actually did decent and there's good pacing and that that's yeah. where like a lot of uh games lose it for me and yeah black widow does a good job of giving you like that yep. nice even pace yep. and then adding in hectic moments yep. and then cooling down and then it's like a a really good movie yeah i i i want to discount it as a as a as an afterthought uh as a game that wasn't thought through but then when i play it i i i fall in love with it again i guess you know, it's good. It is actually good. Does that mean it's I not for sale? <laughs> not for sale. The, I I dig. I like how when you shoot the dollars, your shots spray all over the place. I think that's fucking awesome. I, I, I love the I amount of shots that fly out too. Five. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very. I was noticing. Five. Yeah. I was noticing that I was just always shooting, and I really needed to not do that because mm-hmm. i was getting into situations where i couldn't kill something because all my shots were somewhere else on the screen mm. you gotta wait for him to go kind of like asteroids yeah, yeah. yeah. or you but sh- it's a, you- a lot harder to hold back when it's a joystick instead of a, the button or you would shoot and one of those exploding bugs yeah. would come out and you're like oh shit and you gotta run away yeah. and he's too close and he kills you yep yeah, that's a good i mean the grenade bugs are a huge part of that game 
huge. Yeah, you have to know how to um, how 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 to tame them, how to how to use them to your advantage. Yeah, I thought I was thinking looking at those. It was re- reminding me a lot of the DDT in millipede. Oh yeah, <laughs> and how like it felt like a a good evolution of that or ramping up of that same kind of concept and uh, using it in a different way. So I appreciated that. Yeah. I mean, maybe it wasn't just a slap together afterthought. Maybe it was something that had been developed for a long time and it was, you know, maybe on the shelf, you know, like, like movies, you know, how they make movies and they sit on the shelf waiting for the right time to release. And, um, and it was just the right time to release this game. And, you know, it was the tail end of, uh, color vector era of Atari, and it, it's a good game. Definitely yeah. a good game. I mean, I guess we should talk more about why it came out. I mean, it's it's Gravatar is what yeah. it is. Every Black Widow cabinet that I've ever seen is a Gravatar cabinet. The uh, the the side art is plastered over Gravatar side art, and it's a Gravatar board with new ROMs. Yeah. So factory all, conversion. Factory conversion. All the hardware is the same. Um, you know, there was Gravatar is a, a magnificent game. It's an amazing game, but it, it doesn't take well in an arcade. Yeah. It was not yeah. well received when yeah. it came out. It's, it's very, Bastards. we were playing some Gravatar tonight, and I, yeah. I noticed that the, the, your man is so fucking tiny on Gravatar. Yeah. How would you know that's who you are? You know, it's like, I think everybody, you know, they would, plop a quarter and here we go like what the fuck you know it's like there's all this shit and then you're just like this little tiny fucking triangle like you're just an asteroids you're guy. you're an mm-hmm. asteroids guy but like you know a tenth of the size how would you know that that's supposed to be you and then you hit random buttons and you die and well it does zoom in and <laughs> yeah. zoom out so you kind of zoom well, in and you get a little well, bit so, bigger yeah. so here's the thing that's kind of interesting is gravatar just talking about skill step uh it's basically like what planet you go to first mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah but it's super unobvious which one you should start at like the it's non-linear yep, yep. but it's built into the gameplay so like you end up on the one planet where you have to orbit the whole thing and you're going to die immediately. But if you start on the one where it's just flat and you, you know, fly around and shoot some stuff, you're, if you start out there and that's your first game, you're going to get hooked. But if you start out on a hard one, you're probably going to get pretty turned off. The one where you go into the maze. Yeah. To get the thing. (laughs) Yeah. That's a deal breaker. I don't think I've ever been. I haven't. That's what I was saying earlier because I I was doing oh, wait, that level, I I and yeah, I was telling yeah. Jordan I was like I've never gotten past this level. I've gotten to the middle, but I've never gotten out. Yeah, it's frustrating. Now we're just talking about Gravatar. Yeah, I, it's the same game. I, I swear though, <laughs> I think they did make a couple of Black Widow PCBs though, because I've seen the but, etching but it's as a little same thing. Yeah, Silk it's screen the same thing. Where, where yeah. it said Black Widow. Yeah, no I, I think there's a couple of them. Wow. wow. And then speaking of that, they did ship a couple of Black Widows with the Amplifone monitor too. I've heard of that. Mm. Yeah. That'd be pretty awesome. Space tools with amplifones yeah. too. Gravitars yeah. as well. Yeah. I yeah. think they all had could have had amplifones. Maybe towards the end of the run of those, they just uh, had shifted everything. Because Atari bought Amplifone. They bought the whole company to build monitors for them. Yeah. So they did rasters and, the, of course, the famous Vector. So yeah. maybe they just uh, used up all the Wells monitors and started putting amps in everything. Yeah, because that was pre... Uh, Black Widow's right before Havoc, so... Actually, um, I think Space Duel, there are a couple Space Duels. So I think every yes. color vector had a factory amp 
uh, I'm sorry, not every, but uh, Tempest and Tempest Quantum. excluded. Tempest didn't. That was 1980. Tempest. Yeah. But everything else yeah. would have had at least uh, a small factory built with an amp in it. I guess the only, when we were, we were talking about the shots, Jordan, it's, it has like the five shots, right? Like kind of like asteroids, right? If you mm-hmm. piss them away, like really quick, it's satisfying, but then you're kind of screwed for a little bit. I guess that's the one thing that I I don't like about the game. I feel like it's a little disconnected from like when you're using the joystick. It feels like... Right, because you're not hitting the button every time. Yeah, you're, you're like... Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like you're really firing. The shots like, come out fast. You don't yeah, have yeah. to like knock the you joystick five it. times. You yeah. just flick it and it's like... And then you're like, yep. oh shit, gotta move. <laughs> yeah. And I guess Robotron's kind of like that too, but it's more of like a constant... Yeah, you're you're definitely shooting. Got more bullets on Robotron. Yeah. It's more of a Robotron has more of a rhythm, I guess, that you can keep going. I don't know. You can kind of defend yourself better on Robotron because when you're trying to do the thing like in Robotron, you can kind of there's no repeat. Kind of strafe yeah. the bullets around, and if you do try that on this, you run out really quick. You know what you can defend yourself really well on Defender. <laughs> oh yeah, I surely can't. Yeah, I guess there's no like in Robotron. There's no like downtime, right? You're there's no penalty for just spamming it. You can just constantly spam it at yeah. the same rate at all times. But yep. Black Widow, you're yeah, you're kind of spent with like one little flick of the joystick, and that that's kind of hard. I wish they would, they would have tweaked that a little bit. But other than that, it's it's pretty solid. And can, we didn't, can you do just like a one motion? Think, yeah, you can. Yeah. It's hard though. You can. Yeah. Bang, 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 bang. I, saw, I saw you running away <clears throat> from one of the grenade bugs, and you popped off a single shot. Popped a shot. Popped a shot. Popped a shot. Yeah. Popped a cap in the grub steak's ass. Eight way wickos. Classic fucking controls. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the diagonals are really hard to get. Maybe I need a little leaf yeah. adjustment. Yeah. yeah you <laughs> those do. are are uh, those are original they grommets feel, and yeah. they feel fucking great. They man. do feel really good. Yeah. It's because no one plays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't it's get. They're all they're worn not, out. They're not quite to the blown out stage, but they're to the worn out stage. Do you? So one of the things that I've noticed when people come to my game room is they try to play crazy climber with one joystick. <laughs> is <laughs> That's that, for the other guy, dude. That's is that something guy. that happens with this game in your experience? Or yeah, is I'm, it is it clearer that you need to use both? No. Uh, Black Widow, the first um, failing is that nobody can figure out how to start the game. There's a very strange way to start the game. You have to like push one joystick left to figure out the, the where you want to start and then you don't actually have to do that but then you have to it says right on the screen in front of you but nobody reads the screen you have to push the left joystick up and hit the start button again to actually start your game yeah. so i think that's enough to make people walk away why do they do that and the, yeah, at the same time the cones are flashing like book yeah. you would think they would have found that in field testing and done anything and that might have been the thing where they just rushed to get this out because um i don't know if we expounded on this a lot but this was this was a i think it was basically given away to operators who bought gravatar Mm. and were getting no quarters and were getting (laughs) pissed and so they said okay here you go take this new art new control panel new roms pop them in we got a game. It's like Robotron. Looks sexy. Let's do it. Spiders you know. and shit. <laughs> Grub things. Fucking I mean, I don't know how it went. I wasn't there. I was, I've never been an operator, but uh, maybe that was just part of just rushing it out. I don't I don't know. But it is very confusing for people to start the game. Yeah. And I have noticed that because, you know, I like to open up my arcade to people, to lots of casuals of different age ranges, 
And uh, yeah, Black Widow is is it, nobody ever comes up to me and says, "Oh, I love that game," unless unless they're an arcade collector. I did. Neither. What about me? Well, actually, Scott Bardelli did too. He's yeah. like, I just found the best fucking vector game ever. And I'm like, really? Which one? Because you know, I got a few. <laughs> and he was like, Black Widow. I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Maybe because the skill step was uh, they wanted to read the skill step, and they're like, don't press start. Yeah, go through the skill step and take your time. Well, I also find Space Duel is fucking difficult as hell to start because <clears throat> it has four different screens, and it's like, what is tandem yeah. fighting four with... different options yeah 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 i have the and none of play the, rom yeah. and it, it, it's good but still yeah and none don't. of the buttons like move the selection around it's yeah i find it confusing yeah i agree i agree i did play that back in the day though i did play space duel quite a bit when i was a kid um so evidently i knew I figured it out. I knew that I liked having... I actually liked having the two ships because I figured out double fire. Yeah. Know? The only vectors I ever saw on location were Asteroids and Deluxe. Other than that, it was uh, a lot of 90s games. No Tempest? Nope. Never saw one well, on location. I did not have a lot of quarters to drop into machines. So it was <laughs> like, it's at the corner store or whatever. Tempest was my game on location when I was a kid. I love that game. Yeah. There was an arcade that had it, and that was I was all about it because I I would start I would start on level one back then, yeah, and play a lot of levels, and uh, I felt good, you know, that I could mm-hmm. go through all these levels and have a nice long game. See, skill step work for you, man. It does. It works. <laughs> you skill step they're play, is good. They're play testing you. Uh, now I don't start at level one, but back then I did. <clears throat> so a lot like Robotron in this game, it gives you. It's pretty. Um, generous with the extra men because yeah. <clears throat> at least with the way yours is set i don't know if this is the, <laughs> the default or not it could be set on the easy mode um it was twenty thousand per extra guy and per stake per grub and uh robotron is default is usually twenty five thousand. so and you score pretty pretty big on this game i mean we all got over a hundred thousand so that's five extra lives right there that's a lot of lives yeah, yeah. you know when you're used to playing games where you only get three mm-hmm. yeah uh, the other thing is, um, it always tells you right on the screen where your next I, where uh, your next extra is going to be. I was noticing that while you were playing. Doesn't it does? I, give me what was the example of that? As I was playing, right in the I, middle was, I did the not time. have an opportunity to look up in the scoring area to see that, but I did notice that it was up there when other people oh, were playing. Shit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking bright red. It yep. tells you next next man at 60,000 yep. points. Or whatever. To get next man, press joystick left and press <laughs> the cum, cum button. <laughs> and nobody ever does it because they That's never That's why read. I lost. Shit. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but uh, unlike Robotron, this one gets a little complicated because it puts up walls. Yeah. Some of the web turns red mm-hmm. and some of the web is green and the green what Jordan you were saying it was the bugs couldn't go through the green parts. You can go through the green, they can't. Right. Yep. Yeah, and the red is a barrier for you. For you. you can't go through it. Mm-hmm. it sucks so. if you have red green color blindness. Yes, yeah. it would. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And so that makes it more difficult because as you're freely transversing the web and the new level comes up and all of a sudden you've got a wall right in your face. Yeah, and the walls get bigger and bigger as the yeah. levels go on to where there's only just a few spots to get through them. Yeah, that was definitely impacting my games. In the higher levels, I feel like um, my best strategy is to stay on the outskirts and just shoot from one side. I noticed mm. you doing that and I was like, why didn't I do that? Yeah. Like when yeah. those uh, 
the rocket bug guys, the guys with the missiles. Yeah. Those guys were fucking me up. I was trying to do that, but I just couldn't get out the fucking center because the walls were in the way. (laughs) (laughs) Got to find your way through the walls. 5.7 billion points, then you can't get past the wall. (laughs) (laughs) What? Is that a Trump joke? Yeah. 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 Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I kind of like the Galaga-style challenging stages in between. Those were those were pretty oh, cool. those are great. Yeah. And they just kind of throw them at you. There's like no yeah. preparation. It's just like all of a sudden here's yeah. a bunch of yeah. You don't know. It's not like Galaga or yeah. or Gyrus where they say challenging Challenge stage. stage, and it's <laughs> not a pattern either. Yeah, yeah. So you just got you got to deal with it. And those stages too, you're best off to be in the edge of the screen, in the left or the yeah. right, and then they'll come at you. And if you do it right, which I didn't on this game, you can just destroy him and then the last one tries to run away and you just go go at him and uh the thing about those bugs is you have to hit him twice mm-hmm. and it's so fucking frustrating when you hit it once and it gets away because yeah. um it's a five thousand point bonus if you get that last bug so those things they have the the kind of explosion like the grenade bugs but a lot smaller it does it seems like they don't chain together like the grenade bugs but they do kill you yeah, the player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That but, sucks. But you can go at it at the yeah. end. You know that the last couple just fucking bum rush them, and I didn't yeah. do that on it. If, if anybody watches the video, so I didn't. No, it was not successful. Uh, also, kind of reminds me of the killer satellite from Asteroids Deluxe. Uh, kind of a similar thing. Oh, they're all yeah. chasing after you yeah. like that. The telephone yeah. takes a couple hits to kill them. Yeah, yeah. And if you just go at it, that's the way to do it. Yeah, face it. Yeah. Face your problems head on, people. <laughs> Don't all, run away. All eight eyes to the future. Yes. For some reason, the spider in this game is very greedy and <laughs> wants to collect dollar signs. Yeah. yeah, why is there dollars? <laughs> There's dollar signs and they call them grub stakes for some reason. Yeah. That yeah. is very weird. That yeah. is a strange thing <laughs> I like right it. there. I like it. I, I like it's, the name grub stakes. I mean, the dollar yeah. sign makes it obvious that you yes. want to go touch it. Yes. But I completely name, agree. It's good name design. Grub stake doesn't... Correct. It's yeah. like pre-coin. Would yeah. you want to fucking go no. get it if it was a bug carcass? I yeah, mean, if it was but just it evolves some... <laughs> into a live bug. <laughs> yeah, if it was just some wiggling <clears throat> little fucking worm thing, you'd be like, oh, I don't know, is that an enemy? You know, yeah. Yeah. the dollar sign does make it obvious. It does. It's funny when you're when you're playing games for competition like this, uh, <clears throat> you don't notice those details. But I never noticed even those rocket bugs before that shoot shit, and that. The other, I don't know what that bug's called, but that goes to those dollars, the grub stakes. Oh, that pink bug. That yeah. doesn't and kill that's you, it, but it just, um, it, it um, competes with you for your money, basically, yeah, for yeah. your grub stakes. Your he grub. fucking packages up your grub stakes and they start hatching. Yeah. And you have to push yeah, them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting, uh, definitely an interesting aspect of the game. I like it. Yeah, it makes it a little deeper. Yeah, the more I talk about it, the more I like it. <laughs> the more I realize that it, it does have some good gameplay, and it's not just yeah. a fucking slap together Robotron. Yeah, you know, vector and it, clone. And it's not a space shooter. I, I like that it has so many of those aspects of the shooter game, but changes the scenario. Yeah. You know, I think I think it's pretty good. We were talking earlier, like how fucking awesome it would be if it had a half-silvered mirror and a mm-hmm. spider web backdrop. Mm. I think yeah. that would be just ridiculously awesome on this game. With real fucking spiders in there shooting webs. Yeah. You already have the spider web, though. You need, like, a 
like a field backdrop or something like that, like on frogs. Well, yeah, I would just say you don't draw the spider web. You only draw the barriers. Oh, yeah. And have everything else on the backdrop. Oh, that would be That'd sweet. Be amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing yeah. it. So. Yeah. Sell me that game. By that time, they weren't doing the half silver mirror stuff <clears throat> as much. No. That was very much an early. No, that was gone. Yeah. Splash late 70s, out. early 80s type of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like by that time, they figured that, I guess, the game. The uh, graphics. The game spoke graphics. for themselves. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What do you think of that cabinet design? Pretty, It's a pretty cool. Like, all of your cabinets are the same. All the vectors over there, right? Because you've got well, them lined up. subtle differences. Are there subtle differences? Yeah. There, like, yeah. yeah. yeah so Space Duel has four speakers instead of uh, one, two, two. Two in Gravatar and, and Black Widow. Black Widow and Gravatar are the same cabinet. Um, you know, I have a, I have a, a major Havoc conversion but it's in the space duel cabinet so yeah. that's the same as space duel and 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 then there's quantum quantum is yeah. different you know it's got one speaker and then it has the um tuck away in yeah. the in the control panel so right. you can swing your hand around without smashing your fingers you know but they're very generic uh, to me you know they don't they don't the cabinet shape does not really light any fire within me I guess it kind of looks like the other Atari ones, like the Dig Dug type of that's, cabinet. That's as well. exactly mm. what I was thinking. I mean, it's similar. It's because you have them in a row. You can't see all the fucking. Did, so, well, yeah, I mean, do you think the cabinet itself is inherently generic, or is it just the fact that so many games came in basically the same style that makes it generic? That, I mean, there's if there's it would the have been question. one, yeah, it's very angular. Uh, it's 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 very purposeful. It's a good cabinet style. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Uh, the side art on all those cabinets are amazing. Uh, incredible side art on yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. I yep. mean, I have no qualms about any of the side art on those cabinets. Black Widow side art, Gravatar side art, you know, Space Duel, uh, Temp... Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, Quantum. Thank you. They're all great. I mean, it's it's all amazing side art. It's just the shape. Um, I guess seeing them all in a row, it feels uninspired. But if mm-hmm. it was just one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's That's great. what I was saying. You got to mix them up. You're, all, make, you're making it uninspired by. Uh, you're making it more generic when they're in the row <laughs> by putting them all together. Yeah. I mean, I, I think about the the Dig Dug Arabian and mm-hmm. uh, Kangaroo and Kangaroo being centipede. All, mm-hmm. Yeah, being centipede, very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah being not identical, not identical, not but identical. same same idea, yeah. same basic shape. A little more rounded, I guess. A little, one more angle, and then you know, on the top, uh, be, uh, above the marquee, it has that extra little kick. Um, and these just go straight and then back. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, I'm making hand motions, and they don't, <laughs> they don't do anything on the podcast. Um, but when I look back, just. You know, I mean, there are other cabinets at the time, like Millipede, where I think it had mm-hmm. a little bit more style to it, yeah. definitely. And, you know, Star Wars. Crystal Castles had the Crystal same. Crystal Castles. Millipede cab. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very similar to Millipede. Um, I never really noticed the Millipede control panel is basically the same shape as Tempest. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's They're kind of like kind a of Tempest d- cabinet, but with a Dig Dug or Centipede top on it. That's I true. Know. Uh, just looking at them, it feels like, to me, the beginning of the end. <laughs> you know, it, it just things started getting more generic at that point. Yeah, well, because they had to. Pretty well, much. but they're all generic. Though. I mean, 
Gottlieb cabinets. You're, you have a conversion havoc, right? You have you don't have the dedicated havoc. Which true, I think true. If you look at dedicated puts, havoc, puts a little bit of a chink in that. Star, oh, and Star, Star Wars is radically different as well. That's true. And that was uh, and Tempest, yeah, but not radically different from Xevious. But, but te- <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, Tempest is golden age, right? We're talking eighty-two, eighty-three, yeah. Yeah. right? Tempest that's when things started years getting before that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, where there still was ingenuity and in cabinet designs. Where, you, yeah, you know what I love about Tempest is that it just looks ridiculous as anything that's not Tempest, right? Like it's a weird cabinet shape. It is a truly bizarre design, it's but it really works sucks. with Tempest. Yes, like it does. it's, you see it as a Tempest and you're like, yeah, that's the thing. But any other game and you're like, what the fuck is that? What are you doing Looks with that Tempest? Championship <laughs> baseball and this Tempest cabinet? <laughs> it's not, it's not a good Tempest game for joystick. converting. Yeah, but they're, they're all kind of generic though. Like Gottlieb has pretty much, you know, Cubert Kroll, Three Stooges is kind of a, a little bit semi-wider, yeah. same design. They change it up for Reactor. Yeah, it was like the, you know, once we got past 80 and 81 into 82, 83, the cabinets started getting... I, well, I, I, I mean, mean I'm sure there was a... Galaxian Pack, Ms. Pack, yeah. Galaga. Yeah. They all have like they, a series of cabs. Uh, you know, very similar. Same idea. I'm an Atari you know, yeah. I'm an Atari fanboy, and I, I Atari took it further as far as yeah. keeping keeping things more unique. Did? Yeah, they did. Uh, Midway kind of phoned it in as far as cabinet design early on. You know, they would do a little jazzy stuff on the front. Domino you know? Man. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I, I, Tapper. I'm thinking of Tapper. Yeah, Tapper. yeah they, they weren't phoning <clears throat> in on that. Definitely not. That was a different company, though. That was Marvin Glass and Associates that oh. designed... Do they design the cabinet? Yeah, everything. Well, there you go. Sometimes you need a little fresh blood on the outside. So yeah, pack and and uh, Bosconian and yeah. you know yep. you know relics yeah, yeah, those are all so similar. And so I guess you know Atari. I don't know if they copied or whatever, but it, you know somebody must have figured out. Well, cab cabinet shapes don't sell. You know games. You know it's 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 the game. It's just a new game, and that's what people want. <laughs> it is cool to have them all side by side, though. And I think it looks nice. And when you have like cabarets yeah. as well, yep, the, you have similar cabaret styles, and they they look good together. You know, I mean, I guess you have Nintendo yeah. rows as well. I'm, I've never been a fan of the row thing. Like, I, I think when you complain about people not playing the vectors, if they were sprinkled with other popular yeah. titles, people would be like, "Oh shit, uh, what's this game? I'll just play this game for five <laughs> fucking seconds." Where they sit over there and those, oh, there's just the fucking wireframe games with the yeah you know like i think it's kind of uh you think people will play black widow more if it was sitting over in a different corner yep yeah i think you sprinkle them you could be right i am right i think it really depends on (laughs) i think it really depends on your audience and a lot of collectors design their game rooms for themselves and that's fine you know you know that's a good game you're gonna go play it yeah but definitely if you're operating an arcade or something where you don't expect people to be super into it if you do have them all lined up like that, there's going to be a lot of games that don't get played. And I totally agree with you. Like in that scenario, you should mix them up. Just, yeah. uh, you know, who gives a fuck? Don't have a system. Just put them around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only- I, I mean, it works both ways. Maybe, maybe there's some awesome nineties game. I haven't played that I'll find because it's next to black widow. Yeah. Like if you're huddling around a game, right? Like say tapper, cause tappers, everyone yeah. plays tapper and you put, 
fucking gravitar next to it mm-hmm. maybe when someone's waiting for you to to play their turn on tapper they'll play gravitar True. if it's over here you're like oh yeah no, there's no one playing that game there's no one playing red Baron. around that or, so or let's maybe, go play let's not play that or maybe the people who want to play it can't because all the people watching tapper are in front of the fucking control panel yeah maybe <laughs> seen that too but yeah. i've always arranged my games by like color scheme and sizing like but I don't do like the whole fucking tallest to shortest thing because that's even worse. But yeah, um, just like mixing them up so they look just like it. Yeah, I don't think I have enough games to make a proper row. I mean, I've got a few cabarets yeah, you do. now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah you like do. over eight games. But um, uh, I would if if I could if I had the room and the games, I would really like to have a Williams row. That would be one that I would definitely be into. Yeah, I would still sprinkle them like. I was looking at my games like Qbert's the shortest, so I'm not going to put that like on the far right because it yeah. looks like I'm like lining up like a fucking class of school kids or something. So fucking cell phone <laughs> reception meter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here are your three bars today. So I like kind of mix them up. And yeah, it looks better that way. And sometimes um, depends on what side art is where. You don't want to put the the bad side art on the outside if you don't have to. That's true. And you know like. The people that have like ten Nintendo games in a row, it just seems it looks just kind of generic and boring. Like, yeah. why not mix them yeah. up? Good. Think point. outside the box, Good guys. Point. Come on. Think outside the row. Outside the cab. <laughs> there you go. So, you guys have any any additional thoughts on Blackwood? Did you want to talk about the sound chip? I want to talk about the rating of coins up, coins down. I, I agree. I, think, I want to talk about coins up and coins down. I think we all know. I think I think we do, but we should say it. Coins up. <laughs> Coins up. Coins up. Coins up. Yeah. yeah. Great game. Two coins up. Or coins Way up. up. Two, two stakes up. Yeah. <laughs> Grub stakes up. <laughs> Grub stakes uh, up. I love, I love a good grub steak. That's good for you. Yeah. Just thinking about it, talking about it has made me like it more. Definitely. It's a good game. And one one piece of trivia is, is even though it says 82 on the title screen, it was actually released in february of 83 and there you go it was in the can it was ready to go it was in the can yep yep I, that's yep that makes total sense to me that was uh i believe that was the case with space duel as well was they uh they wanted they had done it as something and uh, they wanted they just released it uh, without really planning it that yeah. was a really terrible anecdote i'm sorry no no no, no. <laughs> quick quick but, little poll here yeah. talking about space duel okay Asteroids, Asteroids, Deluxe, Space Duel. Which one's best? Deluxe. 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 Yeah. Interesting. Space Duel sucks. Even though Asteroids Deluxe is not one I've played as much, but I do like it because it's definitely you, deeper than you know just what sells it? Asteroids. It's the mirror. It's the it's mirror the is good. Part. Just, adds, just adds I, one extra element. Not on the cabaret. Not on the, yeah, it's true. I don't, I don't care about cabarets. <laughs> I like the gameplay on Deluxe the best. Space Duel is pretty good. Yeah, I, I like the sound on Space Duel. I, I've gotten into it more. I appreciate it more, but it's still deluxe. That's the game. What I want to do though is play um, Duel Space Duel, like yeah. we did with Wizard of War. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Two ships. Hmm. Next yeah. game. There we go. Yeah, could be there the next go. game. Could be the next episode. Could be. I'm gonna write it coins down though. Yeah, I'm on the fence about those three. I don't. I don't really know. I guess that's why I was asking that question. <laughs> Man, yeah, what, what is, all the way. Looking yeah. for some input. They all hurt my fingers. Oh, yeah, that's one thing. They're not my fingers, but like the tendons that connect to my fingers. <laughs> oh, I, I got to mention <laughs> one more thing. <laughs> Check off your tendons list. Uh, 
One thing I don't like about those cabinets, though, is the angle of the control panel. I think it was if it was more flat, like OG Asteroids, uh, it'd be a little bit less painful. Yeah, on those but you got button games. Yeah, you, you got to design them so people don't set their drink on it. So yeah. it just slides <laughs> off immediately. True. Yeah, that is true. It's a major design consideration. That's true. Yeah. Uh, that that is the weak spot on those cabinets is the sides around the control panel is tend to break a lot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The gravatory had had it was completely snapped off on that corner. Yeah, people grab them right there when they push yeah. them back, and that's that's it. It's just particle board. <laughs> it's just glue and sawdust. Mm-hmm. That's all. Uh, oh, talking about the big old uh, asteroids control panel. Think about how big that fucker is. Huge, uh, yeah. yeah, huge. And huge then, and metal. And then we saw. Uh, I don't know where this week in our, you know, the, our our bullshit perusing of the internet, we saw a pretty decent. Um, it was a conversion of an asteroids cabinet to track and field. And I, the first thing I thought was, can you imagine the fucking racket that makes? <laughs> Steel drum. Yeah, I mean, it's loud enough just playing asteroids. Right. Can, can make, play the fucking blueprint soundtrack. Beating on that huge freaking control panel. Wow. Amazing. What are you doing? Are you playing track and field again on the blueprint or on the, the fucking on the asteroids? <laughs> yeah, uh, a friend of mine. I was. Um, Is this a sick joke? I was restoring a track and field as I seem to do every couple months, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> evidently that's my game. Even though I don't have one in my game room, I just happen to get them all the time and restore them. Uh, even though I say I don't restore games, but I'm full of shit. Um, yeah, you are. But he was saying. Put some dynamat on the control panel, you know, <laughs> so it'll be like, you know, on the bottom, on the bottom <laughs> of the right, control right. panel. Yeah. To deaden the sound. And that's, that's actually a cool idea, really. Yeah, it's not bad. But I don't ever keep them, so I'm not going to no. do that. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought, actually, I thought about that um, with pinball games, the flippers, how they make the fucking snapping sound. But it's good. It's I know. Good. But if you're like, those people that own like pinball machines in like apartments or something, they're always like... I always wondered why no one's developed some like soundless flippers. Maybe it's just not the same. I, don't know. I, I think the rest of the pinball machine makes a lot of racket too. Yeah. Yeah. No, the real money is in a fucking miking all that shit up and amplifying it. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. With your uh, $100 PA system. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. $100 off. Put all that shit up on stands and everything. <laughs> you got, oh, you got a sub in that. That's cool. <laughs> I got a fucking 500 watt PA. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. I guess now we're going to move on to the the topic segment of the show. The topics. Topics. Topic. Topics. Hot, yeah. hot, hot topics. topics. This is a hot topic. Hot topic. Um, I noticed on Amazon Prime that they have joysticks on there for streaming if you have a Prime membership. So Sweet. I thought it'd be fun if we watched that movie and discussed it in the next episode so everyone mm. else can watch it and we can all reconvene in the next episode and... Review Talk it. about it, review it, say what we like, we didn't like. I I watched it. Well, I won't say if I won't say if I liked it or not. But movie rejects, movie of the episode. Yeah, watch a movie every time. So that's what you think. That's one that I had been looking for, and I was really surprised to see that it was on streaming on Prime. So yeah, yeah it was it was fun to watch. So yeah, everybody watch Joysticks on Amazon, and we'll talk about it next time. 
Give it, a, give it a yeah. coins up, coins down. Okay, I won't say anything. Yep. <laughs> I, I have seen it before. Has everyone here seen it? I've seen it, but I don't... Okay, I just, I've seen it. I, I remember most of it. It's bad, but... No, well, it's not. Hey, d- d- hey, we're not judging. Stop it. Stop it. Let everybody watch it. It's Spoiler good. alert. It's good. I, I've totally seen it. It is, a, I it is it. definitely a film, which you could watch. I can watch it anytime. I have it. <laughs> I'm sure you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Movie Rejects next time. Yeah. Everybody All watch right. it. Can do. We could do that. I'm down with movie rejects. Um, so the next, the next item on our list that I wanted to touch on because this will go into my updates later in the episode is what do you guys look for when you're picking up a game? What specific things do you look for? Do you look at the control panels? Do you make sure that the the buttons are there? Do you just open up the back, or if you can open up the back, what do you do? Like if the if the locks are you know, they don't have the keys and there's no way to get inside the game. Um, that was the case when I got my gyrus. They didn't have the keys, no way to open it up, and uh, was didn't have anything to drill the locks out or anything. So I just kind of loaded it up and took it home. And thankfully, nothing was rattling around in the in the bottom of the cabinet that caused any damage. Fucking empty inside, just like yeah. a couple bricks. <laughs> yeah, man, great game. I know if I if I can get in the back, I always make sure that everything's locked down for one for one thing, and mm-hmm. uh, make sure everything's in there that's supposed to be in there. Um, anything else you guys look for when you're picking up a game? I got to say, the first thing I do is uh, pull up the Carfax report. <laughs> Does that yeah. work? Yeah, yeah. Only on Spy Hunter too. <laughs> <laughs> pole position, race on driving. hard driving, race driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the car games, quick, Monaco uh, GP. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just. I don't really care if it works or not. I just care if it's in decent shape. So, you know, I'll try and check for cabinet issues. I think a thing people don't generally look at is the bottom of the cabinet. I also don't really look at it until I'm already loading it in my fucking car. But yeah. uh, that's something that maybe you ought to look at. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, just trying to make sure all the parts are there. Uh, if it doesn't work and you can't get inside, then negotiate that shit down because you don't know if it has all the parts and uh you know unless it's planned that's why i said if it doesn't work right at the beginning there (laughs) fuck i don't know uh i don't listen to you you know if if all the parts are there you can fix it that's kind of how i see about it but but you know if uh you got to go track shit down then that's uh i ought to be considered in the price so yeah i try to look for anything wrong with it to negotiate the price down that's what i try to do yeah, I think price has a lot to do with that. I mean, if it's a steal, you know, and, oh, yeah. and the cabinet's solid, you just you just offer offer eighty bucks. Then it's the old uh, it's the old grab aside and help me load it. You know, yep. come on, let's do this. Um, if it's a you know, if it's another collector, usually they can give you a history as far as what's been done, what hasn't been done, what kind of problems they've had, where what stopped them. Um, talking about a non-working game, obviously. Uh, but if it's a working game and good, you know you negotiate the price, and you know I'm usually good to go, and I'll, I'll sort it out when I get it home. So uh, here's here's a thing that I always try to do when I pick up a game from someone who doesn't seem like a collector, is I ask, <laughs> "Where did you get it? Like, what? Why do you fucking have this thing? Because there's almost always a good story behind there, and I like knowing." at least a little of the history of my games. So, you know, that's a thing I like to do. That's part of your check. Yeah, I guess collector sales are pretty boring. It's more the the it's more the the the, the joke whatever, you know, like I picked up a game at a bar before, you know, yeah. it's like what's the deal with this game? Oh, it stopped working one day. You know, it just sits there in the corner. Like, okay, I like that. I will trust 
that everything is there that somebody didn't go through and take all the good parts right basically mm-hmm. and you they, know. Did, they didn't uh swap out the brand new inbox vision pro with like a burnt ass geo 7 that's my the joke yeah. but then if you know there's like you know a shady guy who says hey i got this game and come get it and you just i mean i think that's part of our thing that we have here in town is that we have a pretty good network of people you know who yeah. have games uh-huh. and we know who's honest yeah. and we know who's shady <laughs> And, you know, you just, you go into the deal with with expectations, basically. And, uh, you know, a lot of times you don't have to look at, at things. I mean, if it's solid from the outside, there you go. That's what you want. Uh, but if it's somebody who, you know, is savvy about games, but it doesn't work, then you start wondering, well, why doesn't it work, you know? And, uh, and you want to take maybe a little deeper look. And you know that they have a tool to take the back door off. And you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know you can take a peek inside and see. Um, again, unless the price is what you agreed on and you're ready to grab a game that doesn't have a PCB or has a, and, and a broken monitor and missing a power supply and everything else. And you just want the fucking cabinet. And you'll just <laughs> do whatever it takes to make it happen. You'll do it. And I've been there before as well. So and and it's actually lived up to all my expectations expectations to where everything was junk inside. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. The Oh, go ahead, Brian. I was just going to say one thing that I've always thought that I should do that I don't think I ever have done is and this isn't checking it out before you take it home is like after you get it, you have it in your car or your truck and it's on its back like clean the bottom and replace the leg levelers if they're shit. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that's one thing I, I always think, man, I should totally do that. And then yeah. I never, ever do it. I always just unload it as soon as I get home and like, oh, I should have probably replaced yeah. the leg levelers on this. Hmm. Yeah, you're always, right. you always have the that. adrenaline rushing of like, oh, I got a fucking game. And then like two weeks later, oh shit, there's 8 million spiders in my house. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Fucking black widows, man. I have found that after I unload a game, I like to, go over it like just clean it up because often they're in pretty gnarly shape and it helps a lot to clean that kick panel area to lay it down on its back so that's a good opportunity to swap those leg levelers out as well Mm -hmm. i've definitely done it while it's in the car uh the leg levelers if there aren't any Uh, but i've also done it like unload and then drop it on its back later jesus i mean i'm i'm lucky enough to i have outbuildings so i'll yeah the game goes into my shop first and decontaminates from and the, <laughs> there I can really assess the situation. Um, but obviously I'm not doing that on the sale, you know, and, and generally when you go pick up a game, you can't, it's, it's, yep. it's in the corner somewhere, you know, or it's in their garage and you can't lay it on its back. You can't lay it on, you know, you can't lay it down and look all yep. over it. And, and a lot of times, oh, I don't know how to get in it. You know, I can't drill the locks, and you don't want to do that either, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. And yeah, and never fix a game when you're buying. It, yeah, obviously. never. Yeah, never. That's, Even that's, if you yeah. know exactly what's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Even if the entire problem is that they didn't pull the interlock out. Yeah, uh, or God, it's in test bad. mode or yeah. whatever. <laughs> you know, you just you just take it because yeah. usually on these. You Don't know, be an asshole. If you're not buying it from a collector, you're buying it from just you know the average person and. You're getting a good price, basically. Hopefully. Hopefully, you know. Unless it's something you really want, then you just pay what you want. You just pay what it takes, I say, not pay what you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, so I'll take it in the shop, and, you know, there 
I can lay it on its back and lay it on its side. I can do whatever I want, put it on dolly, spin it around, whatever. Really assess the situation before I move it into the arcade. And sometimes they don't make it into the arcade. It's just like, <laughs> yep, that's not that's not going to be a game I'm going to keep. I'll do what I can. I'll make it it's nice. It's a track and field. I'll, I'll just... <laughs> that's I'll, the fifth you know, track and field. Somebody else will, will want this, and I'll, I'll make it good for them. You know, I'll do my thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely price dependent. If it's uh, if it is a steal, you're like just get in and get out yep. <laughs> type of thing. Mm-hmm. And if it if it's a collector, then you're kind of like a reputable collector. You're just kind of like taking them for their word, you know, because you do know them or whatever. Then you don't really worry about it because you know if there is something fucked up, you could probably address it with them later. But yeah, if it's an if it's an unknown guy, usually like back when I would get stuff on Craigslist, it'd be just like. All right, hope this guy's not a fucking psycho. Load it up and get the fuck out of there. And they want to talk to you for like 30 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, it's always interesting. I mean, the main thing is is cabinet shape. If the thing's been yep. wet, that's your problem yep. right there. Yep. 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 You're just looking to make sure it hasn't been wet. Yeah. I think when I first started collecting, I didn't worry about that because I just wanted to have games. But now... Yeah, the most important thing is is cabinet condition. I don't care about electronics. Uh, can always fix those, but you can't you always fix a waterlogged cabinet. Yeah, that's the hardest shit to fix. I mean, complete game that's been dry. That's what you want. Yep. Yeah. And as far as like a specific chest uh, checklist, as long as they the the game is like accurate to what they listed, then I usually just. Like, yep, it's a piece of shit. So <laughs> Just that's like what you said. said. That's what you said it was. So, like, I don't need to nitpick it anymore. And right. then if you said it's like a fucking mint restored game, then I'm gonna pick the shit out of it because oh, you forgot to fucking paint this thing, and then start like maybe I would, you know. But like, there's not really much uh, not to do. Yeah, I, 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 agree I generally with, don't want to buy people's restored games. I agree. Like, yeah, same with uh, not like I buy pinball machines, but. I'd rather buy a, a collector quality machine than some like restore I spent thousands on because you know I'm never gonna pay for the shit that you upgraded because mm-hmm. it's not worth doesn't add any value to me. And just just look at it. I mean, you know how much shit costs. Do you need pristine side art and the side art's gone and ripped up and fucked up? You know that's gonna cost you a lot. Yeah. You know is that is that something you want? Is that something you want to, you know, invest your money into? Well, that, that's why you make it a big deal when you buy it, but you actually don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, that's that's going like, to cost me 250 bucks to replace in six hours of time, and then never do it. Just shove it in a row. Yeah, and call it and, a day. And even if I order it, I may never get it. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean there's the potential that... <laughs> just gonna stay that way <laughs> you're buying a star wars cockpit yeah, yeah. <laughs> i you know it's just you know what what it takes to make a game look yeah. the way you want it to so look at the game you're buying figure out in your head what it's going to cost plus the cost of the game you're purchasing and is it worth it to you yeah but i mean the main thing to to avoid is waterlogged games you know games that have been in the rain games that have been outside Games where the hardware is all rusty. I mean, that's that's gonna that's gonna kind of tell you a big story right there. Yeah, and and know your uh, your strengths, right? As a collector, like, are you good? If you're good at restoring games, then maybe it's not a big deal. But if you suck at doing that, then don't buy it. Yeah, it's yeah. you're gonna get in over your head, and then you're gonna get, end up with a garage full of games that are projects or uh, 
Or if it's a broken board and you're not going to spend exactly. the money to buy a new, if yeah. you can't fix it and you don't want to spend, if the board set costs 500 bucks and you're not going to be able to fix it and you're not going to want to spend 500 bucks, don't buy the fucking game. Yeah, I think a lot of this advice is kind of from our perspective. I think we're all fairly okay with fixing the electronics, but like uh, I know me, I will never be good at the cabinet stuff and I just don't care that much. Uh, but I, I think there's definitely a lot of people that are the other way around and will absolutely dive in and fix, you know, you yeah. know, cut half the cabinet off and biscuit join on new stuff and do all of that stuff and have it looking amazing, but can't do shit about fixing the board or recapping the monitor. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's just a different type of collector. So, so like yeah. you said, know your strengths. Yeah. Yeah. Just figure in the cost of a new board. What did mm-hmm. the boards cost on this game? Or repairing cost? a board that's in there that's yeah. broken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sending it, cost, it out for repair. Yeah, did they cost two hundred bucks to repair? Does it cost five hundred bucks? Does nobody want to work on it? Does mm-hmm. nobody know how to work on it? You know, just just put that into your formula so you don't end up with just a bunch of broken games. Because I've seen plenty of people with that. Yeah. Think of yourself as a JMA character in a game where they're like, this guy has fast strength and uh, he sucks at restoring games. And then if you're not that guy, then... I mean, I'd go with D&D, but, you know. <laughs> I, I think, I think uh, people get burned out or it will kill, I don't know, it'll just kill your fire if you end up with a bunch of broken games. If you end up with a garage full of, you know, a dozen broken games, what the fuck is that for? Yeah, I think as projects stack up, it can yeah. ruin your uh, motivation. Yeah, yeah. So keep it simple. Do things that are in your wheelhouse and don't buy games if you're not ready to do what it takes. Good topic. It yep. is a good topic. Should we pause while Brandon goes upstairs? No, All right. Who cares? So I think the next topic we have on our list, Did Jordan, did you put this one on the topic list? Is this the collection versus hoarding? Yeah. yeah. I think the that's sharing my topic. Versus hoarding. Sharing, sharing. So yeah, I can, I can, I can expound, expound on this. Expound on that. Yes. Yeah. So... I have games for the sole purpose of letting people play them. And if I was by myself on a desert island, I would not have 40 arcade games. There's no reason for it. I mean... You can't eat them. I no. can't... Yeah. Yeah. Good point. But, I mean... No I th- I think that our job as collectors is to let other people see these games and 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 get the experience we had as kids and just to pass that on how these simple games can bring so much joy um and if you just are getting games to make yourself feel good or to post pictures on the internet i don't understand that or at to just all. lock them away yes get multiple copies of one game and lock them away i do not understand well, that put I them mean, in storage and cover them with plastic sheets with so they plas- don't get dusty yes i do not understand that and the day i don't want to share my games with other people is the day they will all be for sale and i hope that somebody else will do what i want you know with them um that's that's just what it is for me, and that's what it's always been. It's always been the social aspect of these things, and to just um, just try to make this go on to the next generations. And obviously, video games are a huge part of our, uh, you know, uh, of our culture now. I mean, everybody plays video games practically, but shitty ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. 
just so they can see where it all came from and how important it was to us, you know, and how we just, I mean, it was it was everywhere. It was just uh, coin-operated video games were just where where it was at. And every Friday night you were somewhere playing games. That's right. Every I mean, weekend it was kind of defined by the games that you played. Yeah. So I think some sometimes when I'm playing games it it always brings you back to the time when you were a kid but even being um a kid on the weekend that's even that's even better. Yeah. On the weekend playing arcade games. I mean best. not to, not to be so existential but I uh, it's you know life is about experiences and not about things. And I guess I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I agree. And definitely some of the best experiences I've had have been watching other people play my games. I have two daughters and uh, it's, I host birthday parties in my game room pretty regular, well, twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, they bring their friends over and they're not super into the games. Uh, you know, they, they can play them whenever they want, but, you know, seeing their friends just get blown away by this, uh, it's really awesome. And watching them, you know, spend several hours in there playing these games that, they've heard of and they'll say oh i recognize that game oh there's centipede oh there's pac-man but maybe they've never even had a chance to play the real thing i really appreciate that but i do kind of draw the line because i have uh groups like that are fine but most of my games would i ever put them out in public to get played no uh or even taken out to shows i have games where i'm like i'm just not taking that out there i'm not taking any sega vector out to a show <laughs> you know I'm not, I'm not taking the you don't want to burn everyone in a fire no. yeah. yeah there there are certain games that are in a nice nice enough shape or are very difficult to find or repair or i'm like i don't want them to get subjected to that abuse just because i know i'm gonna have to deal with it at the end um so that's kind of my thoughts on it i I guess that's like operating. I just wouldn't operate most of those things. If I was going to operate games, I'd just get, you know, like a piece of shit Pac-Man and throw it out there. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's going to earn the most money anyway, if that's mm-hmm. your thing. Yeah, I like sharing my games. Um, my house is pretty small. My game room's pretty small. So there's not too often that I have tons of people over to the house like Jordan does, because Jordan has a whole basement where he can host parties. But whenever I do have people over... And especially um, family members like my sister was just over over Christmas and she has two kids and her five-year-old was just always loving the games and it's always great to see him play. And then he has a younger brother now who right now is only a year old, so he's not playing any games yet. But um, as they as they grow up, it's nice to know that they'll have these games at least in my house available to them and they can play it and, and and it's just always fun whenever somebody comes over, and especially if they don't know you have the games, it's always a, it's always a welcome surprise. And they're like, "Oh, look, look mm-hmm. at all this!" And mm-hmm. you're like, "Yeah, turn them all on, let's play them, let's go for it." So mm-hmm. yeah, I dig sharing the games. I don't understand I don't understand the hoarding aspect, and I definitely don't have enough room to hoard a shit ton of games. You're, uh, you're hoarding stuff in your garage. Right? I'm hoarding stuff in my garage, but it's all for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be played. I mean, uh, I think hoarding is fucking awesome. <laughs> But, <laughs> but uh, you know, you can you can share the hoard too. Yeah, I mean, you can have a hoard, but as yeah. long as you're sharing some too, sure. I think it's all right. Yeah, I mean, I, I I buy more stuff than I need, and I have lots of extra parts to hoard. I mean, I yeah. I definitely have 
tons of monitors and and the extra game boards and things like that. I think that's a different form of hoarding. Yeah, but as far as just having like nice complete games that could be played, but they're in a warehouse somewhere, I don't understand that. I mean, if it's your investment for the future, it's not a great investment. That's not a great investment. Yeah. I guess I haven't shared yet, but I don't have enough to hoard, but yeah, Sharon's good. Uh, we're, we're, we're shitting on the people who hoard. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So just to, just to bring you back on. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah. get, get on script, dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just took a long piss. So. <laughs> um, yeah. I think Sharon's good. Just like we were talking about the vector games not getting played. You know, like the only thing that sucks about Sharon is when like someone doesn't like some of the games that you have. You're like, oh, man, you know, I wish you would play that game. That game's awesome. And. You, yeah, you do want to share all the different titles that you have and wonder, you know, make them wonder why you have certain ones and stuff and like how they, how they view them. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't get the, the point of, of hoarding them. I mean, if you like collecting dust, they're good dust collectors, I guess. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Um, sometimes, so, uh, you know, when I have parties and things, I feel like I have too many games where I can't like explain them all to people or I get too many people. I mean, this is, this is a stupid thing to complain about. Um, but yeah, I'd almost like to just be, I like the, the times where I can see somebody who wants to know more about a game and I can like enlighten them a little bit. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh yeah, that's really cool. You know? And um, I don't know. Sometimes when it's just like too many people, too many games, I can't really do it. It's like out of control. So I don't know. Paring down, no. if you need a certain number, <laughs> um, you know, there's not not too many people, but uh, but still, I want them all to be available for people to play because these games should be simple enough where people can go up and play it. And I don't yep. understand why. Younger people can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, now, now we're on to the main nerve. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they hey, man, to, have to go left and push start at the same time. Uh, you don't. You don't have a. You don't have too many. I mean, no. you, you could have twice as much if you wanted in here. And you just gotta. You gotta pretend you're a used car salesman. Like, hey, man, you like this looter lander? Oh, you're gonna love Gravitar because now you can fucking shoot shit. Well, but then yeah. again, I'm it's selfish. Here, not I want two other vectors. Yeah, I want to have a good time too, and I don't want to be the, the you know the, the the spokesperson for you know classic arcade gaming. Yeah, you know, just well, let it go, man. Just or let let, it go. let let the people play. They'll they'll find some good games. I or, think you're or right. they won't. I you think know, it generally works like, out. Especially Atari, you know, the thing that's really stuck with me about their game design philosophy is easy to learn, difficult to master. Yes. And, like, that's it for me. Those are the greatest games where you can just pick it up. It's easy. It's obvious. Asteroids, I mean, super obvious how to play that game, but hard. And uh, always popular. Hopefully, always super popular. People always play asteroids. They play asteroids. <laughs> yeah. They play, Tempest, they play you know? Millipede. They play Tempest. They play yeah. Pole Position. The, those know. games are just, uh, yeah. it's such an important part of the game. And uh, without that, they just wouldn't have that, you know, iconic quality to them. They wouldn't have the name recognition. It's just a huge component in their popularity. So, you know, I, I hope games like that just get played. You know, you can figure out how to play it. And, you know, maybe you don't know every single thing about it, but that's part of the fun. 
is, you know, finding out those things as you play it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I also think we have kind of a warped perspective because, you know, we know the difference between Quantum and Lunar Lander and Tapper, but Average Joe has no fucking idea. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know that it's a rare game or a vector game or a black and white game. No. And they don't care either. They only care, yeah. is it a fun game? Yeah. And so that's the thing, is just have fun games. Yeah. That's a really good point, too, because that's why sometimes where people are like, oh, you're selling that game or you're getting rid of that game. Well, I, I just want the games that are fun. Like, in the end, I don't care if it's rare or if it's something that people have been looking for for years. Like, if I if I just can't get into it, then I, I'm going to sell it. So... I guess in the one the one aspect where I don't share is when you're talking about um, shows and bringing games to shows. I'm very hesitant to yeah. bring any of my nice working games to a show where it's going to get beaten on for eight or ten hours a day. Yeah. It's, it's not so much the players, though, I don't think. I agree. It's the getting it there and getting yep. it home. Yeah. That's where it gets beat on. Yes. But so you can play I, your own I won't, game if you want. I won't blame it on the people playing the game. I mean... I brought a Warlord's cocktail to the last PRGE because that wasn't pretty, and but it worked. <laughs> it's already yeah. beat to shit. Yeah. So what could go wrong? It didn't, it, you know. But it worked, and it was it wasn't in my basement yet. I didn't have to carry it upstairs. It loaded in my car real easy. I'm like, yeah, these people should play this fucking game right here. And uh, you know, I don't worry about the players. I worry about the transport, really. Yep. Yeah, it's all like getting it in and out of your game room yeah. is always the biggest hassle. But you can deliver your own if you want. So yeah, True. but but by the same token, like I am not taking my medieval madness to any show. Sorry, <laughs> it's like you're just not gonna do it because. And maybe it's different with pinball because you know there's a lot more wear that it's happens when you pinball. get played. Yeah, and I know if I take an A-list title to a show, it will be played. From the second the doors open until the second they close every day. And that's probably more than I play it in a year. It's a painted box of wood with ball bearings like slamming around all over the inside. (laughs) I mean, what what, what, what do you think is going to happen? It's going to get worn out, you know, so. Yeah, that's a good good topic that you could talk about that all day. Different aspects of hoarding versus sharing. And I think if you're not going to share them, then I guess that's your choice. But it is awesome to have tons of people playing it and just the conversation and social aspect that that comes about from that they're very big baseball cards <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah man i got a protector on mine you, you might want to go into the baseball card hobby <laughs> or something else poker chips <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey, man i got this 1959 fucking five dollar chip yep Hot Wheels, you know, those are good, yeah, too. I used to collect those. Yeah, I collect those. I only collect the Atari Hot Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> the rare ones. I do actually have a bunch of them. I got them all. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm missing one. People just gave them to me. You know what's the weird one? Uh, so I looked it up on eBay not too long ago. It's the Atari 2600 one that's worth anything. Uh, no one cares a, about that yeah. one. Yeah. Well, worth anything? Is it only worth something? Carry, carry like, you know, one. 20 bucks or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gotta, gotta and they cost a dollar to begin with, you know. But they suck. They're 2600 <laughs> Yeah, but that's the one that people want. It's so weird. It's fucked up. They don't cost $2,600. <laughs> <laughs> $26 and zero. So what have you guys been doing in your game rooms lately? Cleaning. Ian. Cleaning. Ian, you're first on the list. Oh, am I? All right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hoarding. I've been hoarding. I have been yeah. hoarding. It's so <laughs> that's, good. A, that's a different kind of hoarding. Uh, I 
So I think I mentioned that I rented a warehouse. I forget if I mentioned it, but I know you know. Anyways, I rented a warehouse. It's fucking awesome. And so I've been moving some stuff out there uh, and making some room in my garage to work on games and then not working on games and filling it with more broken projects uh, like you do. But as part of the warehouse, I felt like I needed some good storage. And so I got clued into a government surplus auction for some pallet racking and um, a lot of pallet racking. There were two lots. Each one had uh, five of, I'm sorry, four of the vertical uh, stands and then a bunch of crossbars and the wood uh, huge amount of pallet racking you know probably if it was brand new you know eight hundred dollars worth of pallet racking per lot and i was like you know auction and used kind of rusty and whatever i was thinking you know 350 400 450 something in that range is what i was looking at these are the kind of racks that you would see at like a home depot or something right that they yeah put all the yep. crazy stuff that they have for sale. Yeah. There. Industrial pallet racking materials handling, not your average garage shelf. Uh, the vertical stands are 14 feet high and uh, the beams are uh, more than that wide. And then the wood slats are like uh, two by eight, huge, like big fucking shelves. You know, it's uh, heavy duty enough. You could park a car on it. I, I didn't even know what pallet racking was. So I was like, what the fuck is pallet yeah, racking? It's like, it's I like, know what it is. I've seen it, but it's yeah. like you'd have in a warehouse, you know, you get a forklift with a pallet full of stuff and you put it up on the pallet rack. You can put so, a pallet full of shit on top of this racking. So yeah. imagine yeah, the shit that's heavy enough to be on a pallet. You, you know. can, you can put it on this shelf. Yeah, so multiple next, so next Ian needs to get a forklift. I, I have honestly, <laughs> I was looking cause there were a couple in the same auction. There were some like nice propane ones and, uh, I, okay. That that might be next. So, can you get a forklift up there? Definitely. Yeah, in the mm. elevator. I got an Atari forklift. Might have to lay it on its side. <laughs> uh, so, so I put in. There were two different lots, and it was you know worth a fair amount, but they were cheap because it was the beginning of the auction. So I just I put in two, just like fuck you bids of max one hundred dollars on each lot, and I won both lots. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went down and I paid. And I was like, can I take a look at these to see like what I'm dealing with? And I go look at them and I'm like, I'm in way over my head. Because <laughs> I, I was thinking, oh, I'll just throw them on my trailer or whatever. No, absolutely not. Yeah, they are huge, right? like huge. I was like, you know, they probably weigh a thousand pounds each lot. And, uh, and so I was like, okay, I'll figure something out. And uh, I, call my, <laughs> I call our friend Richard who works in the trucking industry. I'm like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> and he says, oh, well. Uh, I can go get them. I'll throw them on my trailer. I was like, okay, cool. And so he goes down and he texts me. He's like, a thousand pounds? This is more like 3,000 pounds. My back axle is smoking. And, uh, Jesus <laughs> so he, he ends up uh, getting them uh, stored somewhere temporarily and then bringing them by uh, to the warehouse. And uh, like I said, the vertical stands, those are 14 feet. And there's a service elevator. I'm on the second floor in this place. Uh, there's a service elevator. It's 10 feet. So that's a problem. Uh, oh, but, I, but I figured, you know, if you wedge it right in the corner there and then stand directly under it, it's like Sounds a fucking dangerous. millimeter away from the door. But it, it works. You know, I was got there. It up there. I remember. Yeah. So got everything up there. And, uh, and then the very next day, the landlord is like, uh, the elevator's broken. <laughs> Oh, that's why I broke. And I was like, uh, 
It was working okay last night. <laughs> working okay oh, with this 3,000 pounds of Bellaracking. I mean, we didn't take all 3,000 pounds uh, at once, you know. Yeah. Took it a bit yeah, it's a fucking it trans- it's in, it's, Yeah, it's Transported fine. a couple of fucking elephants in there. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I finally got it all set up just over the last weekend. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, I want to see so that. Everything's all set up. Some pictures. And uh, I got... Pictures. I got uh, one rack that's just like monitors on it. And I got about 40 some odd uh, CRT displays on there. And then the rest are over a row of games so I can rack parts up on top of it. Um, it's pretty good. That's cool. Yeah. You need a barcode system like Home Depot. Uh, I need, I, I need, I, out of those light bulbs, I need to. I actually, I actually have a thing, but it uses NFC tags. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to climb up on the second, the second, <laughs> yeah. the second story of the rack. So yeah, your warehouse. Line. Yeah. Is this a temporary thing? Uh, I mean, it's a three-year lease, so it's not that temporary. I'm just curious. I've never had a warehouse to store games, but I do have you know my garage and my shop, and, and there are games in both those buildings right now. So yeah. Do you have Do you have pallet racking? I could definitely. No, I do not have pallet racking. Oh, I, I don't know, man. I just my loft has all my monitors. I don't. There's uncountable monitors up there and other parts and PCBs and stuff. So yeah. yes, I do definitely have a lot of storage that could could be in a warehouse. So yeah, I just. Uh, I got an amazing deal on the on cost for this warehouse, and uh, I'm splitting the space 50-50 with another collector. So at the end of the day, it's not a huge amount of money to have it, uh, and I'm just content to, to have it. But uh, yeah, I don't know what it's going to be long-term. Uh, I mean, ideally, even before I collected games, I was like, I would love to have a setup like Flynn, just have a fucking big-ass arcade and live in a loft up the top. That's Chris, Game Over Arcade. He lives up top of that. Nice. I love there's it. an arcade there. Or, I mean, there's an apartment over the top of the arcade. It fucking sounds it's awesome. Like a, Living yeah, the dream. 1,500 square feet where he lives up there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. Game over. <laughs> <laughs> Hoarding versus sharing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I live, I mean, I don't live in the sticks, but I live, you know, seven miles from my work. It'd be nice to live next to my work or something, yeah. but I'm not going to find a place like this there. So Definitely not. Here I am. Yeah, when I was in the city, it was like a, an eight-minute walk from my, my office, and that was terrific. So that's my update. I put up a shitload of pallet racking that I inadvisedly bought. But, uh, man. But it worked out. It did work out. And, uh, man, just a huge amount of pallet racking. <laughs> Tremendous <laughs> amount. And it was like, even with the you know auction fees and whatever, it was like 230 bucks for everything. Wow. Just a uh, ridiculous deal on it. Yeah. So now you have more space, though? Like I do. Or you created more. Oh yeah, you go the, up. the ceilings are super high in this space, so um, they're twenty foot ceilings. So yeah. I got some headroom there, and uh, you know, fourteen feet of racks to use up. So oh yeah, it's if pretty he awesome. Had, if he had a forklift, he could put mm-hmm. games on top of games. Definitely, no mm-hmm. problem. Yeah, not sounds, no problem. Just sounds stand da- on the forklift to get up and play him. Sounds dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm jealous of all that space. It sounds really nice. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But you have some other things that you got that you can also put in that space. Yeah. Recently, if you want to uh, talk about I don't that. know how much time to Bogart, but I did get some free games, new games for free. Woo! So, nice. Not uh, really free, though. Uh, yeah, free games, uh, minus except I had to have them shipped. But I uh, had a friend of a friend who had some games and was moving and downsizing and uh, was looking to move them along, so I ended up scooping those up. So I got two Tempest uprights and a Mizpack upright, 
and um, had to pay for shipping across the country, but that was it. So this got dropped off this week. I will say something about shipping. I mean, I've shipped games here and there, and uh, what's amazing is that it's not exponentially more expensive yeah. when you have multiple it's, games. It's not three times as much. No, not it was at like, all. It was like uh, about 100 bucks per extra game uh, off the base price. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. So It's it, not bad at all. Yeah, so a bulk buy is pretty good. Or if you can work a deal where you, know, you can do two, three games, it's nice. Because, yeah, you're not going to pay 500 bucks a game at that point. Yep. Yeah, it was definitely worth it. So they're they're all projects, but uh, you know, I just love me some Tempest, and uh, I've been, <laughs> been kind of you need more Tempest. Can't have I do. So I, I was just reflecting because back in 2012, my first game was Tempest, and then I bought a Tempest. Uh, it was a Tempest Upright, and then I bought the Cabaret that I still have, and I was like. I have to sell my Tempest Upright. It's ridiculous to have more than one copy of the same game. And then versus 2019, I have two copies of Tempest, and then I have two more copies of Tempest <laughs> shipped across the country. And I have all now all yeah. formats. I have do different versions. have all three cabinets. Yeah. Should yeah. we talk just for a second about the uh, architecture of the PCBs of Tempest compared to later color vector games? No. Sure. Why the fuck not? Why yeah. not? Go for it. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's it's very different. I mean, it's the yeah. two boards mm-hmm. uh, versus a one board that, uh, ex- except for Star Wars. Star Wars still had two boards. Yeah. But uh, how did they manage to make it into one board for the later games like AVG. Space Duel and Gravatar and, and that stuff? None of those do 3D math. Really? But the, Tempest does. The Ox board is a separate computer. It's a completely separate computer. There's actually three computers on a Tempest board. There's the 6502, the main processor. There's the AVG video generator, which is a 16-bit computer that the MPU uh, uploads code to in order to run. And there's the math box, which is on the AUX board. The math box is composed of uh, four AMD 2901 microprocessors that are chained together. Each one of those is four bits, so they're chained together. So it's a 16-bit floating-point architecture, and all of the 3D math for doing the uh, uh, 3D projections in Battlezone, uh, 3D projections for the tubes in Tempest, and the 3D display in Star Wars. I'm not sure how exactly Star Wars works because I haven't worked on those boards. But for Battlezone and Tempest, that's the case. It's a completely separate CPU, and uh, it's all all those PROMs on those aux board have uh, basically a static program, and it's all mapped into the MPU. So all the MPU is doing is, uh, I, I can't say all of it, most of what it's doing is telling the math box to do some math, and then taking that stuff and sticking it into a program, and then dumping that into the AVG to draw the results of that math. Gravatar, Black Widow... Quantum space tool. They don't do any of that, so they don't have that board. It's all 2D. It's all 2D. It's all 2D. Yep. So you say AVG. Is there an AVG in Tempest? There is not an AVG custom chip. Mm-hmm. Uh, the AVG custom chip in Space Duel and later vectors is a uh, an LSI custom fabbed chip, which is the same as a bunch of the TTLs that was on the earlier. So they just took that existing design and they said, we're using these logic gates and they fabbed up a custom chip that had all of them. Okay. So it's the same logic, different implementation. Interesting. 
to me at least. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's interesting too, uh, obviously. I don't yeah. know if anyone else cares. It's the evolution of technology. I mean, yeah, custom chips are just a combination of a bunch of logic chips, basically. So, Where like the all cu- the Namco customs, for example. Yeah, exactly. A lot of the Namco customs are, you know, like they have a clock generator and it takes all of those, you know, clock chain things that, uh, you know, get your clock input and have your video timings and your pixel clocks and all that stuff. And they just fab that all up onto a custom chip instead of having it be discrete TTLs. So these customs weren't um, to thwart uh, bootleggers. They were just to make it easier. I think... Maybe both. I think it's, yeah, probably a little of both. But I've, I've I, never I, heard of bootleg Tempest boards. But, <laughs> but Tempest didn't have custom AVGs, right? The, you would be... Right. Like, if okay. there were a lot of bootleg Tempests, then you would make that change so there's not as many bootleg space tools. Right. I think that, you know, the the vector monitor design, the 6100, is an Atari design that uh-huh. Wells built for them. Okay. So you're, you just don't have the hardware to make a bootleg, even if you replicate it. I see. The, the bootlegging protection they had on both Battlezone and Tempest is they were very cagey about those 2901s. They have, uh, if you look on the schematic or on the parts list, they describe it as a gate array. Mm -hmm. They don't tell you what the actual part number is, and they're custom chips made for Atari with an Atari part number on it. So they're trying to obfuscate what the actual processor Mm -hmm. is. What the use of it, that chip is. Yeah, exactly. Uh Yeah, Williams did that too with the counter chips and stuff. But a lot of the security on like fab chips is basically uh they do that through the actual you know manufacturer of the chips like lsi right like there's a partnership you may be able to replicate the logic but to actually like fab that part is that that's the complex part yeah that's why like you know you go into like modern microprocessors anyone can copy that but to actually be able to manufacture and yield that part is like close to impossible yeah and that's why on a lot of bootleg PCBs, if you look at them, where there were custom chips, there's little satellite boards that plug in that have TTL on it. That's uh, that's the case on a lot. Even on uh, Pac-Man, right? If you've seen a Pac-Man board with those satellite boards, the uh, VRAM addresser and the sync bus controller, uh, Namco couldn't produce enough custom chips for the production volume Midway had, and so they had to go and make those satellite boards that had all of the logic that oh, the customs really? had. So if you look at early run Pac-Mans, they have customs in those locations. They don't have VRAM addresser? They do, but it's a single custom chip. Oh. They don't have the satellite board. The satellite board is just because they couldn't produce those LSIs in volume. Wow. But really, the reason you go LSI is because it simplifies your board design because you don't have as many uh, things chained together, uh, traces on the board. And it simplifies your supply chain because you're only fabbing that one instead of having to source different TTLs from different vendors and keep those in stock. So it just it simplifies things from that end. Sucks to repair, though. So do you think them having to do that opened up the door for bootleggers? Yeah, maybe it's like the we couldn't figure it out board when they have when the, when the bootleg on boards have all the simple Pac-Man, you know they, yeah probably yeah, probably made it a lot easier yeah yeah i would think it's if, if i could think of any board that's been bootlegged more than anything else it would be pac-man yeah yeah interesting galaxian 2 which is the same uh design pac-man is just a minor revolution on the galaxian hardware yeah i think they're trying to uh reverse engineer a lot of the namco customs for the 
pole position and all that stuff. They determined a lot of the chips. Custom chips are just like a series of just logic chips, right? TTL logic. Yeah. 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 Like those ones are like easy to reproduce and they're like cheap to buy, but then the complex ones are the the ones that were tough. That's a good that's a good topic. That was a good topic. Yeah. That that was a good that's a side topic. (laughs) Side topic topic. Who else has updates? I don't actually don't have any updates other than uh I'm here right now. (laughs) Yeah. And we appreciate it. Um, my update, it was a surprise pickup that, uh, I believe Brandon posted a Craigslist ad in our chat, in our IRC chat, and it was an Asteroids Deluxe Cabaret, which is a game that I want to, now I collect cabarets, so I'm giving giving (laughs) Ian a run for his money. No, no, you're not. (laughs) So, it had been up there for a couple days, and I was like, oh, this is probably... Not there yeah, anymore. I thought it'd be gone or by now too, or it's bullshit. Um, so I called, I called the guy up, and he was like, "Yep, still got it." I was like, "Oh, cool." And you tell me about it, and he's like, "Yep, I've had it. Never worked. It look, <laughs> looks good. The cabinet looks good, but I've never." He says he's a pinball guy. He thought he would get around to trying to fix it, never did. He just needs it gone. I was like, he had it listed for three hundred dollars. I was like, "All right, well, would you take two hundred? He's like, two hundred dollars. Like, yeah. It's like, all right. Sounds good. Nice. And then uh, it's basically like, when can you get it? I was like, well, where are you? And turned out he was right on my my drive home. I'd been driving instead of biking, so I had the car. I was like, well, I can come down there in a couple hours and grab it. He's like, cool. See you there. So yeah, I went down there. That's why I was talking about the the game hall. Um, what you look for because I think I put it in the back of the car and I was like, oh, I didn't even look at this or something. But he did have the keys. He didn't have the keys for it, but the locks were all fucked up and you could just turn them. And so uh, <laughs> you're able to look in the back and I was and I saw the boards and made sure everything was was locked down. The one thing I didn't do is there was some weird speaker in the coin box area <laughs> and I didn't even look down there and I was just thankful that it didn't come loose as I was driving and and break something. Um, so yeah, make sure you look in the bottom of the cabinet before you load it in your car. But uh, I brought it home hoping that maybe it would fire up or just be a fuse, one of those, one of those old chestnuts. But uh, <laughs> uh, one thing I learned when I brought it home, I was like, hmm, there's two boards in here. This is this is weird. So I took them out and I saw one was an asteroids board, and I'd never really I've had an asteroids before, but I've never <laughs> really worked on one. So I was like, does asteroids deluxe? need an asteroids board to run <laughs> is it a two board stack somehow and they were both it's, plugged, a, math, it's a math box yeah man. the math box they were both plugged <laughs> in and so I, I i pulled them out and i was like oh this is a deluxe board and this is an asteroids board okay i've got one of each which is interesting that's awesome man. yeah that's, that's so what a score cool. yeah that's terrific amazing. yeah and so they have they had spliced into the connector the edge connector <laughs> another one so they had some for some reason had both boards connected at the same time so I was hoping maybe I would plug one in and it would just work, but no, that is not the case. Um, but I was able to test the monitor by hooking it up to my battle zone, which is sitting right next to it because now I have a battle zone cabaret and asteroids looks cabaret sitting right next to each other. Those look beautiful together. They look very nice together. Those are like the perfect combo. Um, so I was able to get a picture on it. So the monitor works, so that's good. So I just need to figure out what's going on with the boards. Um, they both, one of them flashes the the cone buttons and goes solid when it goes into test, but nothing's coming up on the screen yet. So 
thankfully those are easier to fix than battles on boards. Yeah, the the one weird thing about this is that they had some kind of clear plastic wrap over the control panel, almost like it was laminated. And so I took that off and it was just all sticky. And so I have to like clean all this <laughs> stickiness off. And I think possibly the front, does the control panel overlay go all the way over the front? Yep. So it's like cut. No. And it's just metal there. And when I was yeah. using like Goo Gone and like yeah. Goof Off yep. stuff, it was like taking the paint off yep. right there. So basically what I'm going to do, like we were talking about before, replacing CPOs and stuff, I'm going to leave it because the control panel overlay seems like it's in pretty good shape. And I'm just going to get the rest of that paint off and repaint that one that one spot. And I think it'll look pretty good. Yeah. Those CPOs on Deluxe, there's a... Um the control panel you have the flat part with the buttons on it and then the curve down on the front and then there's a lip that's almost parallel with the surface of the control panel that slots in under there and the cpo actually wraps all the way around to the edge of the lip and then 180 degrees i'm sorry 360 degrees over that lip and uh, is taped on the back so that's how it should be and maybe there's bits of it back there still yeah, I think there there may be like a little bit and maybe it got maybe it cracked and got cut off at some point. And maybe Very that's likely. why they put the, the clear plastic over it, but it looked yeah. like crap. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it made it shiny. Yeah, it made it shiny. Made it deluxe. I think that was the one thing I looked at. I was like, I didn't really look at the control panel after I was like driving away with it and like looking mm-hmm. back, it's like, oh, maybe I should have looked at that. But yeah, just, it's no big two, deal. For two hundred bucks, you know, you just load that sucker up. Take for two hundred dollars, I was that's happy. A good to price. Take yeah. it, take it away. Yeah, having that extra board is like, fuck yeah, man. Yeah, I don't care if it's broken. That's that's a huge bonus. That's yeah. that's amazing. That is real good. Yeah, and uh, he had a hand truck handy, but yeah, it had the 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 rubber tires and they were com- almost completely flat. <laughs> so it was like a good thing that cabinet's light. Wobbling it out to the car and threw it in the back. Peeled out. Called him cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking called AAA on the hand truck. No yeah. shit. Just kidding. He was a nice guy. He liked yeah. pin- he liked pinball. Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. Great score. Uh, yeah. I was super stoked when you, you were saying, oh, it's got both boards in there. Yeah. It was, yeah. Re- it was Love really to get weird. Love some extra boards. Yeah. I think that's the, the, uh, the other um, tip for picking up a game or trying to contact the seller is to, is to call and not text, not email, oh, if yeah. you're really serious about getting the game. I think the same thing happened to Jordan with the Warlords. That's how I got my second Warlords. Is it had uh, been sitting there on Craigslist, and he was like, this isn't going to still be there. And you called him up, and he was like, yeah, I've had people bullshit texting me back and forth. Yep. You're the first person that called. Yeah. Come yeah. get it. He even held it for me. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't there. He was 300 miles away. So there you go. Yeah. Pretty and awesome. I guess my other update is that I brought my tapper, my root beer tapper board set over to Jordan's tonight and stuck it in his machine. And it blew it up the fucking monitor. Indeed, blow up. No, it does indeed work, <laughs> which was nice to to see because I tried to uh, put that together with the harness uh, a couple weekends ago and figured I figured out I didn't have the proper connector for the video, so I couldn't hook it up to any monitor. So I didn't really know if it was working. So now it's nice to know that it's working. So. Nice. 
I think I cannibalized the extra one of those uh, monitor cords for my yeah. TPG <laughs> because they're nice and long. Yeah. I'm sorry, those, Brian. I might have had what you needed. <laughs> those midway kinds with that shit brown jacket uh, on it. Yeah. 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 The gray. I'm pretty sure it's that's like what a speaker wire jacket. Kind of yeah. Sorry, man. The one that they have like 12 conductors, but half of them are cut off at the uh, end. Uh, RJ, RJ45 hijacked yeah. cable. Yeah. I, I made a TPG cable out of RJ45, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Works good. Yeah, I've got the. Uh, I've got the video cable. It's just a connector on the end is what's, what it's yeah. missing. Just fucking yeah. solder it to the PCB I like could. a real man. <laughs> Wire wrap. Right in the middle <laughs> of the stack. That would be sweet. Yeah. yeah. Can we bitch about the fucking Midway MCR connectors for a Ugh. second? Fucking sucks. That was the worst. I hate those fucking stick. Once you get them in there, though, they, they seem to work. So <laughs> They're not coming off. Yeah. But, but yeah, those pins are tiny, and there's, there's like so many of them to try to line up. They love to bend. Fuck mm-hmm. those. But anyhow, <laughs> but the pins. solders don't seem to go bad. I've never had to re resolder one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess because the pins are so fucking flimsy, it doesn't break the solder. Well, I mean, you're not. There's not a lot of vibration or heat or power going through them. Solid solder. So what uh, do you got for us, Jordan? Oh, I work on stuff all the time. But I said last last time I don't I don't restore games, so I'll just stick with that. <laughs> all right. All right, so if you want to voicemail us like you heard uh at the beginning of the show, you can voicemail us at 503-234-6628. No. <laughs> That's my mom's number. Sorry. <laughs> 503-766-2263. Is that right? Jordan, Is that doesn't right? Want, Jordan doesn't want to hoard. He wants to share. Shit, I don't know. I do the, the beginning of the show you before forgot. I'm drunk. You forgot. I think it's so, on the website. Let me look it up. The first time, this is the first time that you've ever not known it. We do that at the 503-766-2263. Yeah, that's it. I can you do, right. do it again? 503-766-2263. Yes. Nice. And yes. you can email us at coinrejects at gmail.com. So everybody go watch Joysticks tonight, right? After you finish, <laughs> after you finish listening to this, not you guys, yeah, it's after, all the listeners, after you finish listening to this, go to Amazon Prime and watch Joysticks, and we will talk about it next time. So let's play some games. Mm-hmm.